3: It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? It means the boys are here, and by here I mean at the Horn YMCA. Twice in one week, what have we done so right in our former lives to have an opportunity like this to be able to tell you exactly what's going on at the YMCA this week? Because, well, it's the all-inclusive van. It's it's come in, sign your family up, and get all the programs, get all the organizations, again everything in that fun way for you. So come see your boys at the Horn family YMCA.
4: I mean, what did we do so right, and what did they do so
3: wrong? To have to have us. Two days and a week? Yeah, My a goodness. Unfortunate. So sorry. We are reaching out to Jeff Zimbiata and J.J. Buck, who are currently at the Mountain West Tournament. We're going to have a conversation with them about the Lobos today and the Lady Lobos yesterday and two tough losses for the home team. So we will jump into that at length with those, uh, as uh, well. both basketball seasons are respectively over at this time. Not a great day for Lobo Nation. No, not a great day. Not a great day. Not a great, what, like, 16-hour span? That is a fair way to describe it. And and you know what's tough about this team is, you know, they were both in the mix, you know, up there till the very end, both in the mix, and, you know, tough second half for the men's team today and tough second half for the women's team last night, and, you know, just did not fall the Lobo way. So, I mean, that, that's the story, though. I mean, that's how, that's how it works out sometimes. That's how life is. With that said, uh, Ice Tope's right around the corner, United around the corner. There's, I mean, there's a lot of local sports going on. The New Mexico runners are wrapping up next weekend. So there's uh, UNI- uh, NMAA this Friday. We are live from the pit. So we're going to be up there with some basketball stuff, and we're going to connect with everyone kind of in the basketball world here in New Mexico, including A.J. Bramlett and uh, J.P. Marietta, and I know we're going to get some coaches on. And Mike Dominguez is going to join us, head coach in Mexico Highlands basketball. And I don't think Coach Patino will be back yet because, you know, it's going to take a little bit. But I know he's going to come on the program sometime next week and talk about the season. So, uh, yeah, basketball all been in the books here for for Lobo fan. I think Coach Patino deserves a day.
5: Yeah.
4: we got to put him to work. Ex- I mean, give him at least one day, right? He's had um, a rough year. I feel the, A lot of
3: challenges. I feel the same way. It. And we, we'll talk about it at length. Obviously, we'll we'll have Rob Portnoy on. I think star of TV and radio KOB's very own Brandon Ortega is going to come by the program uh, today or the next, and we're going to talk with him about the Lobos. Obviously, Brandon, the newest member of the YMCA family here. Yeah, that's so, right. We got our uh, we got our swole on this morning. Very excited about he to be a part of this uh, programming note. I will not be here next Monday. Weather delay in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, man. So softball pushed back because on Saturday five inches of snow. Oh my right, goodness! Yeah, I don't know what, a little powder is going to fall up there in the uh, in the high desert town of Las Vegas, New Mexico. Like this is too late in the year. Like quit doing this to us. <sighs> Give me my
4: spring. Yes. Give me my friggin' baseball. Keep your stupid snow up north. I don't want any of
3: it. And I get a world of anxiety too in the spring because I have everything that I always regularly do. So I have like my life, I have the show, I have New Mexico Highlands. You and I are working on a couple projects outside of this. I know you're going to the big Hispano Chamber event this weekend. Like we have stuff going on, but then I'm like, well, it's spring. My seasonal depression's over. Like I'm ready to go take on the world. Like I want to, I don't want to just clean out my home. I want to clean up my life. And I want to, and it's just like, what am I doing? Like I don't have the energy for all these things that my mind tells me I want to take on. Well, I think uh, you turn the corner when baseball starts, and we're still
4: in limbo here. Yeah. We're getting that daily tease over and over again. Could be better. It could be back. Things might be working out. MLB's making concessions. I feel made like a, bunch of them. a jilted lover. Like you push and you pull, and I don't know which way you're going with it. Please make up or break up already guys figure it out <sighs> mike vital how are you
3: good how are you well, i'm good thank you for asking mike I, I was worried about him for a second yeah, i took That's an like, extra second there i'm not sure what that was about
5: just okay. troubleshooting
3: Noted. (laughs) Uh, So obviously, here at the Horn YMCA all day long, we're able to be here at the Horn YMCA because of New Mexico on Coffee and their commitment to us in this program. Chisholm Trail RV, who is a not just a friend in real life, but a but a partner of the show, and then also Electric Playhouse, which will be out on Friday night for the Black and Yellow Party, Yellow and Black Party, Black and Yellow, Yellow and Black, the United Party, Friday night with the United. So that's going to be kind of nice. We're gonna. Get a little bit from all the players and get a little bit from all the coaches. And uh, they're doing jerseys and scarves. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So that's going to be a good little night. So, yeah, I mean, sports are heating up, and and they're the way to be here in town except for basketball. It's over. It's done, done.
4: Wait, for the lows. we still got the most exciting weekend of the year for the high school squads. That's going to be good. Yeah. That's going to be good. Get your dose.
3: I know St. Pius is playing tonight, and a lot of people are excited about that. There's a lot of St. Pius grads. They're a supporter of the station, not the program. But, yeah, it's I don't know. It's a good time for sports here in town. But there's just, like, a somberness about it with the basketball being over. I, you know, and we were talking to Justin Biet about it yesterday. He's just I really wanted the Lobos to put it on Nevada. Like, I, I didn't want to just, like, scrape one out. I wanted to, like, embarrass. Yeah, you're right on about that one.
4: Like not a pie-in-the-sky view here. I honestly didn't think. Maybe if uh, you know House and Mashburn caught fire, they could have made some noise in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any like real expectations of the Lobos winning the whole thing. I just wanted this first game. I just wanted to see Steve Alford squirm mm-hmm. when the cherry and silver ended their season. That's not the way it worked out. And we got next year, we got promise of a great program coming up. So I'm really excited for what the future holds for Lobo Nation.
3: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we have a lot of conversations off the program about, you know, the advancements in NIL. And we've talked a lot with, you know, Eddie Nunez over at the university about, you know, there's the weight room coming in and there's a lot of innovation going on at the facility. And they got some exciting ways to include kids into the community. You know, speaking of the partnership with Locker 505, which is obviously now done, but the partnership with Locker 505 where – the university was allowing student athletes to solicit donations for a really good cause in town. And they did that through NIL and, you know, there's, there's just a lot of growth there at the university. Um, but unfortunately, you know, no, no mountain West championship for the girls, which is uh, in my opinion, a huge disappointment, you know, cause I was kind of looking for the top opportunity and, you know, maybe can they play basketball again after the season? Maybe, you know, maybe there's an invitation to a tournament and, and hopefully they do really well in that. But yeah unfortunately and, and and an insider told me that they believe that three uh the three seniors that can return will return oh that's yeah. exciting so a little insider birdie okay. told me that okay it's professional privilege on who that was fred slow with his ear to the street i'm telling you well cool. cuz it's a thing to me to where it's like i need to know you know, because, like, it's a young team otherwise. Like, in, the, in Lady Lobo's basketball, it's important to, well, not just the fans, but the community. You know, it's important to a lot of people out there. So, yeah, it's a, I don't know, tough, tough little day and a half here. Tough little day and a half here, Lobo well, fan.
4: You, you brightened my afternoon, Fred. I was really bummed out about both Lobo programs, but especially the girls, because you got all that senior leadership right. there, and they've been working on this together for four or five years. So they got another shot at it. It's really exciting.
3: Well, with the three returning seniors, the three returning seniors. Yeah, cause, well, and if you know, there's always there's always the possibility of whatever. Sure. You know, but yeah, it's it seemed to me like like this one could be the one. Like it, if if you're gonna if you're gonna put a little spin on it, that's a, a positive, And I'm not saying I know anything for certain, but I'm saying a little birdie told me. So so there you go. So if the
4: other seniors who may or may not come back. Is it an eligibility thing? Because I have some extra eligibility. Can I like give them eligibility? Yes. Like a no, it's not sick time at the office. Like a GoFundMe kind of thing, or oh, no, does not like work like trading that. some Medicare hours.
3: I'm not sure how it works. Does is that how it works? I can assure you, it's not that. like that. I can tell you that for certain. So can we try? Yeah, I mean, you could suggest. You could, all right, all right, I'm gonna but, try. I'm no, gonna send a
4: strongly worded email. It does not work like that. to the NCAA. <laughs> say hey,
3: look, these girls need another shot at this thing. Michael, what are you going to do now that you don't have to broadcast Lobos basketball every five minutes?
5: Um, I'm, well, I'm bummed out because I love running the games.
3: Well, like, your takeaway today, what was your takeaway today, Mike? Like, as, as, it's, as it's kind of winding down for the men, and obviously we can talk about the women's too, but you're listening to Rob kind of on the final calls there. Like, well, like what was the energy about that broadcast?
5: Uh, It was pretty good. It was kind of disappointing because you like to see them come out of the gates in the first round and win. But uh, it was a rebuild mode for the season, and that's what you expected. There was a lot of improvement from what you saw in the first half of the season. They competed harder. It's just that they were down crucial people in the paint, and they were always kind of hurting to score in the paint. And they had to rely on their top two guards, which House and Mashburn Jr. are the two best in the league tandem but if you you know if they don't get enough they don't score enough points combined then they're in a hole and that was kind of the case again today they just came out got in a rhythm early on had a 10 point lead house gets into foul trouble sits on the bench for 7 minutes then he sits more when the second half comes around they never got a flow in rhythm on offense and i think that hurt them and that was kind of the whole thing of the season just not being able to score and if they can score who's going to score or not
4: well, I'll tell you what Vital going to do now that he hasn't, doesn't have to broadcast the Lobo games. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go out with us on Taco Tuesday
3: well, I mean, that's next exciting. week
4: and celebrate his birthday two weeks late because he's just been so busy. The boys can't
3: take him well, out, and not just him, but all of us. I mean, it, well, it's that time of year, right? Too like it's it's there's so much going on that you almost feel like you're you're rubbernecking with everything. You know, if it's you know we're obviously we're going to be at the NMAA. Uh, basketball tournament here at the pit on Friday, and, and that's going to be high impact and, and exciting. But then immediately, we're going to whisk over to that United soccer event because United kickoff this weekend, and obviously, the gladiators are picking or their season's about to open, the runner season's coming to a stop. And now, you know, with the isotopes, and I know you're a big UNM baseball guy, so obviously, UNM baseball. Um, yeah, I'm in. I mean, I'm, I'm in for everything that's going on, and and hopefully, we can, I don't know, maintain that level of excitement that, that we had all year for Lobo basketball into these other sports you know, cause even here at the end and we had kind of talked with it all year long, how we had flirted with the idea of the Lobos being the next hotness, being the next thing. And, and cause I had bought into the hype, you know, I bought on the hype before the season. And even when we got to that point where we were reserved to believing it to be a, um, a growth year, you know, not, sure. yeah, not the instant success that we thought. it that, uh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take that same energy. And I'm going to apply it to my next passion, which is Korean baseball.
4: And, and- there is a lot of promise in the Lobos. Look, they doubled the amount of wins. They didn't have the same kind of locker room drama that they had last year. That's
3: an excellent point.
4: Well, they, you know, and but it, they had a
3: different version.
4: But that wasn't on the team. That was yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. That was one off situation that really had nothing to do with the chemistry. Had nothing to do with the coach. So I think better things are ahead now. You know, give Coach Patino a, a day off. You know, give them a day off, maybe two, maybe even a whole week. And then now it's time to grind and get them recruits here, get them transfers here. Let's play some great basketball here at the pit.
5: Oh, remember, they're 0-7 starting Mountain West Conference play, and they finished up at 5-12. So, to me, that's improvement.
3: I agree. It's absolutely agree. improvement. Yeah. Uh, Let's step away for a moment. Whenever we get back, Uh, there's NFL talk today. There's Major League Baseball talk today. There's local today. Uh, We're going to cover a lot of it and all of it, and we're going to do it with our friends of the show here at the YMCA. Albert Ramirez, the executive director, will join us at 530. We're going to talk with him about becoming part of the Y, and it's literally hundreds of people have signed up over the course of the week already. It's kind of an incredible thing.
4: It's an outpouring of love and support for the Y, and I'm glad I get to be part of it.
3: Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Live at the Horn YMCA, two times in one week, because it's a big week for the Y. Family passes, that's what it's all about here. Sign your fam up, and basically you get everything free. So it's like 55 bucks, right? Is that what it is? I believe it's 55 bucks a month. And then we could
4: talk more about this with uh, Albert Ramirez, who runs
3: this mother. Who we're going to do at 4.45, Jeff Zimietta will be joining us at 4.30 quarterback carousel van Hey sorry Aaron Rodgers sorry Russell
4: Wilson the big move happened today No it the didn't. Commanders got their quarterback
3: Did not happen Let's talk about this It is not a big deal at all <laughs> Oh it's not No Damn it Reaching out to us friend of the show Vincent
2: Vincent how are you I <laughs> It's going to be a commander. It's not a big deal, but hey, but it's your show. But uh, uh, you know, as far as the levels, uh, not surprising today. uh, What uh, you know, and if you know, like everybody likes to give grades to a certain thing. I would say uh, the level basketball this season. For the whole year, you'd have to give it a D. Um, Richard Pitino, I think he gets a D plus only because he's so glib with the media. He is so, he's just like his dad. He, he just is, he knows exactly how to talk to the press. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the expertise that his father does in X's and O's. And, um, this wasn't, you know, it, this wasn't exactly shocking. I don't think everybody, anybody in Albuquerque at noon today really cared about the local basketball. And that's how far global basketball has fallen in this town. And you guys aren't from here, uh, but I'm telling you, it just isn't the same in a, um, I, I, well, I hope he brings it back, but it's just, uh, you know, well, and there's a series of mistakes by the union administration, uh, spe- uh, specifically the ADs they've had in gouging people. Uh, it just turns people off.
4: The point, and, always a beacon of positivity, frequent contributor Vincent. Thanks for the call, buddy.
2: I don't you know, you- I, I,
4: I disagree. Because I knew there were a bunch of people all over town having watch parties to support the Lobos. Tons of people traveled up to Vegas to support the Lobos. That's what
3: I saw. So I, I mean,
4: saw that on social media? Lobo fan, I mean, what we've been through the last few years, there's always you know, an element of reality. Like We, we saw the team play all year. Rational Lobo fans saw the team play all year. I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to make this magical run and win the tournament
3: but a lot of people support the lobos. That I don't get. I am going to go down the middle on you though with Vincent cuz I I don't think Vincent's wrong in the local aspect cuz I'll agree with you. I saw people on social media going to the Mountain West tournament. But to be fair, mm, to be fair. The to be world fair. The world that we live in here in town is that fan. Like professionally speaking, like we're plugged into that fan sure. that would go to the Mountain West tournament. But I didn't see a watch party at Dave and Buster's. I didn't see a watch party at main event. I didn't see a watch party at Uptown Sports Bar. You know, I didn't, those things I didn't see. And I guess it didn't really resonate with me until Vincent just pointed out that there wasn't a halt the work week. We're taking a long one to make sure we watch the Lobos energy, at least that I picked up on. Cause I w- you and I are the guys that are invited to that stuff. I didn't get invited to one. Well,
4: I mean, I did see
3: a few on social media throughout yeah.
4: the day today, you know, supporters of the show, you know, friends of the show online, yeah. showing that they were watching the game here or there. And I did see one at Uptown Sports Bar, which oh, is a great, okay. great place to watch sports. You know, love that joint. But there were people supporting the Lobos. And I think you haven't been here. You know, you've only been here, what, coming up on five years? Correct. And I've, and I've been in Albuquerque for about 14 years. And when the Lobos are doing well... Let's say the Lobos went in this year with a one or a two seed. They got turn- They got a big dance aspiration. Yeah. This town shuts down to support them.
3: It's all cherry is what you're saying. Yeah. the We're going to be at the pit on Friday, right? We're going to be at the pit watching high school basketball, and it's going to be a heck of a day. We're going to go out early. I mean, obviously we'll do the show. That's going to be what that's going to be. But – is there going to be a lot of cherry and silver out there? Is there going to be a lot of that, like, like, hey, you know, obviously there's support for your high school team, but there's support for the collegiate team as well because I don't – I think Vincent is halfway there. I think Vincent is halfway in the – if you're a Lobo fan right now, I don't know how boisterous you are. And I think I thought it was going to be greater, like especially whenever the year started because I had – I you know because we met with Coach Patino, we met with the players, and and you know, and, and talking to Eddie Nunez and Rob Portnoy and some of these guys, we we're like, okay, this is this is the truth here. So I think if D plus is what Vincent, I'm gonna say that's too low. I'm gonna say if I we're agree. if we're grading on on it as a growth year versus it as a win a Mountain West championship year, then I'm gonna say no. This is this is a B effort. This is a you did very good. Like, could it be an A effort? Maybe, you know, if we didn't have some of the problems we had up front with the big guys. But uh, Tovar, I think, is a great example. Like, there's guys that just grew here. So my conclusion on it would be I think they did well for what they ended up being, but I do think they fell short on what I thought they would be. Well, with the big names. Yeah. Like, kids of two different NBA
4: players right. were able to come here. Now, let's unpackage this a little bit. What would this team look like? without Richard Pitino's guidance in the off season, Oh, good point. Without that backcourt that he was able to get to transfer here, without a couple of his recruits that played significant minutes this year. Let's, let's say if it was another year of the status quo and Richard Pitino wasn't here and we didn't get these transfers, it would have been a disaster of a season. For me, that would have been a D or an F. I see signs of improvement. This year, and as long as Patino can recruit, as long as Patino can get some good transfers, especially bigs, athletic bigs, are, are priority number one for the Lobos. If he can do those two things, I see even more improvement next year.
5: Well,
3: and you know, what we're not being fair about, or at least me. I think you, I think you have a greater understanding than I do. I think I'm coming up a little short because what the Lobos won last year, six. What they win this year, Thirteen. year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean that's already over a hundred percent greater. Yes. you know that's more than doubling. Yes, like and it, you know, and it's a thing where it's like, like Jamal Mashburn had five hundred and eighty points or whatever he had, right? Like, okay. so you got a guy who can really score. Sure, you know, you got, and there were things that jumped out. that whenever you know, we go to, you know, we we talk about practices that are going to start in late summer, early fall, and we talk about basketball. I'm going to buy into that hype again because I'm going to end up, you know, thinking at thirteen this year. We had thirteen wins. We're a 21 club next year. Yeah, you know, and, and obviously recruiting, transfer portal, all those things, sure, are all sure. those things. But I would say, if this was Legos, you've set a really nice foundation. And you just got to build up from here, and and I think the team can do it. I think Patino can do it. Uh, I've been to a lot of universities around the country, and, and UNM as far as facilities. And by the way, I love the city. I mean, this is just a part of the whole reason I'm even here. I think you can draw here. I think you can get really good athletes. And now with that new MLG everyone goes to college thing. Sure. Like you can get you can get the best New Mexico athletes here in town yep. at a very low cost and you can put scholarships and the best basketball players from the surrounding states, Texas, Colorado, Arizona, California, Utah. I think it's going to work. I th- I'm bought in. Yeah.
4: T- tough loss. You recruit the best athletes from New Mexico, you get a couple transfers. I mean, and with free tuition now that's going to free up more money for scholarships for out-of-state people you can give bigger scholarships recruit more people I think another thing that we really need to make sure that the the UNM family mostly the alumni family does in the off-season: name image likeness oh my god yeah we got to get these kids some
3: extra dollars make it worth their while I got to learn more like, I think that is my continuing education in the world as a broadcaster to make sure that I have a complete understanding of NIL rules. Right. Because these kids deserve to be compensated here in town. And by the way, if you're able to do it, it's going to draw the athletes you need to put around Mashburn and House and to- name them all. You know, it's it, that's how you're going to make a team that's going to, number one, win the Mountain West, and number two, have a chance to do something after that.
4: And I just need one more year of development, of Sebastian, the Swedish street ball Forsling. Yeah. Give me all that you got. That's he needs some more help down low.
5: Oh, he had his first three-pointer of the season. Do you want to hear it? If you have it, yeah. Oh, please. I got, I got, I got, Give it. me all that you got. I got it got. just for you guys. Back out front of the house with tend to shoot. Forsling screens for house. Haas bites through a double-team, beats oh, Borsling, the, the big, big fella, fella. wants hey, to hey. he banks it in!
1: It's his
6: first career three! We'll take
4: it! <laughs> Off the
5: glass!
6: He didn't call
2: it, but we'll take it! Three points for the big fella! Borsling's first ever
6: three-ball, and the Lobos have their biggest lead, 24-18! to 18.
4: That's nice appreciate that that's super nice that's one of my favorite moments of the year right there
3: justin Bieta is going to join us we're going to talk lobos we're going to talk Mountain west tournament and uh well should should new mexico fan be tuned in the rest of the way i'm going to say yes before before i even ask before i even ask him two men on 95.9 fm and am 610 d sports animal back on the program live from the horn ymca having a mixed day of emotions van i'm a, I'm a mixed day of emotions you're in a glass case of emotion. Ugh. Tough loss for the Lobos today. And joining us to talk a little bit of Lobos basketball is friend of the show, friend in real life, Jeff Simbieta. Jeff, welcome to the show.
0: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you?
3: Good afternoon, my friend. I am somber, actually, I think. I had a level of excitement about today. and uh, Tough conclusion to the 2021-22 uh, season for the Lobos. You were there, Jeff. How, was, how did the boys look today? How was the game?
0: It was frustrating to watch. It was yeah. a game where I think they had opportunities. Um, can I preface this by t- making it very clear? I will never blame the loss when they officiating it. I'm not doing that. But it was a frustrating game to watch because, in part, the way it was officiated, like, um, and both ways. I mean, I mean, really, really clear, both yeah. ways. Um, I, I thought some calls really altered the game. I thought the third foul on, on House was was a, a bad call, and not not like, like there was talk at halftime. Leon Rice, the Boise State coach, was there. Kevin Kruger, the UNLB coach, was there, and, and they were like that was that was horrible. Um, but I, the fact that there were there were 49 fouls called in this game, I, I was looking at the number after the game. And you know, when you look at stats, and I don't I don't know, I think stats sometimes are overplayed. Um, but 26 fouls in New Mexico, 23 in Nevada, so the discrepancy wasn't there. But you always hear when, when when You get into the postseason; you got to play through it. It gets more physical. Referees swallow their whistles; they let them play more. And I just thought that wasn't today. So that was a style thing that, that went both ways, and, and it was frustrating. And um, it, 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 so, so that was part of it. And then you know they didn't make shots a lot, but then because of the foul trouble, you saw you saw lineups out there that were so bizarre at the end of the first half. New Mexico had uh, on the floor Jeremiah Francis. So I. Don't, I I don't think he's played in, in a month. Taron right. Todd, Jordan Arroyo, the walk-on, um, Saquon Singleton, and Javante Johnson, I think, or K.J. Jenkins, K.J. Jenkins. And and it was the lineup like, whoa, you know, th- there's no way you would have ever said those that in, in a tournament game, in a competitive tournament game, that was going to be there. So it was frustrating. Um, it was, you know, somewhat emblematic, I think, this season, um, where, you know, they were they were just beat up by uh, by defection and injury. And, and I... You know, it, it's disappointing where local basketball was, but it was an 8-9 game, right? And so I don't know what people really expected. They had a chance to win tonight or today, and, um, and they didn't. And it, it was just a weird game to watch, guys.
3: House went for 19, Mashburn 15, Johnson 14, Jenkins 11.
0: Yeah, but KJ shooting was really struggled two of ten from three, and I thought he had some good looks. Four of 13 from the field, two of ten uh, from the threes. I was I was you know, he had some good looks where you know that's your best three point shooter. He knocks a few of those down, and you know it's a different game. Nevada's nice, you know. I the um, the seats we had here were were, were right up at, at the scores table, right on the you know on the sideline, and. I never realized how big they were, like their guards are big, right Sherfield and Cambridge are big, and then he 's got you know three big seven foot six ten six eleven to throw at you um, the size difference the strength difference was i mean it, it's you, you can you can coach all you want and, and people can complain and look i don 't think anybody's happy I, I think the direction i think they're going in the right direction. I don't know what, what the response has been today. Um, it's frustrating. It's not where Lobo basketball was, it's where Lobo basketball is. The reality is they were a three hundred and something net team last year that won six games and, and you change coaches, you change the whole roster and then you lose your whole front court. And are these excuses? I mean guys I don't know. Do you think there's excuses or explanations why things happen? And I, I think I think there are explanations and but yet you've got to address everything. You got to get in the weight room, and you just got to find some skilled bigs. And as good as House and Mashburn are, and I think they're terrific, it's it's a little alarming when you watch them up against like Sherfield and Cambridge and the guards at Nevada. Have. Just size wise and strength wise, there there was a big difference out there. And so I, I think it's a program that's you know it's in an evolution stage in the first year of a new regime. All right, Jeff, your boys are realists. I really
4: didn't expect them to make a magical run and win the tournament, but you you want to win the one against yeah. the old coach, right? No doubt. you got to beat the no old doubt. coach. Whatever happens after that, you're playing on house money.
0: Yeah, I think you did as a Lobo fan, right? I mean, the Lobo, for the people that were there, the Woof Woof Woofers and the Cherry and the, and the nice contingent. I mean, when, when, you know, Alfred Noodles walked out and the booze rained down on them, but – and I think it. You know I, know, I wanted to ask Steve that in the press conference, and I didn't. You know, did this mean something? Because I know we've been asked that previously. The, the players on, on the New Mexico team didn't mean anything to them. I, to you and the, and the people here, and you, you say, well, they should know the history, and, and maybe they do. But it's hard to get emotional about something that you never sure. experienced, sure. right? And so I think I think for for the fans, and especially the ones that are so dedicated that they come out here, yeah, they wanted to win this game really, really badly. And if they got knocked out tomorrow by the number one. Okay, good run, but we but we knocked out Noodles and Alford, and and so there was something to it. I just don't think that was that was anything part of anybody in a locker room.
2: What
3: is Jeff Cembetta's takeaway from the Lobo season?
0: The, 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 it's a block in the block blocking growing. That I mean, I just. It, I don't know what was fair to expect anything more. You know, I I think um, I I take away from it that I think Patino's on the right path. Obviously, he's going to, you know, he said he's hitting the recruiting trail this weekend. They've got to find skilled bigs. Um, I I think he can coach, and I say that because A, it it was a team that was undersized and undermanned all year, and I think still got better. And I think that was illustrated in beating Wyoming and beating UNLV late in the season. There's not a lot of places. There's a couple. But there's not a lot of places where you could look around the the country and find in in mid to late February where a two-win team beat the number one team in their league, like the Lobos did when they beat Wyoming. Now, it's happened a couple places, but you know, Chicago State beat New Mexico State. But it, it, it doesn't happen a lot. So they didn't give up, and they got better. They beat UNLV at the end of the year. Um, and, and the players, now we'll see what happens you know, in, in transfer portal over the next few weeks, but the players seem to Want to play for him and i think they got better i think he did a really nice job with jay allen tovar i think the progression of your favorite guy sebastian Forsling, is yeah, has been baby. good i don't think tremendous um so I, my, my you know my takeaway is i think they're on the right path i just don't know what was fair to expect and i've heard people say this isn't global basketball you're right i mean it well it is global basketball it is what local basketball is now it's not what it was in the past and I just had a conversation with Bethany Miller from Channel 7 that we're going to run on our show, the opening drive on 95.9 FM coming 86 cities per channel, um, either tomorrow morning it, it or, or the next. But we're talking about, I asked her, you know, you're relatively new here. Do you hear about the past all the time? Do you think the past puts too high of an expectation on the current on the present for Lobo basketball. And and she says, you know, maybe, maybe it does because people are always talking about what it was. And it, it, it's, you know, it's hard. But guys, my takeaway is I, I think it's a building block. I think Richard did a, a decent job. I, I think he did a pretty damn good job this year considering, you know, the hand that he was dealt with, defensive and injury.
4: And that's a perfect segue into my next question, Jeff. What's the reception from Lobo fan? The hardcore, bleeds cherry and silver. I mean, Hopefully, we all bleed cherry. I mean, that's we'd have a medical condition if we didn't. But people, <laughs> if you bleed cherry and silver, right. is there an, enough positives to take away from this season to build more momentum for the next?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, I think the initial drop for for the hardcore woof woof woofer is the refs screwed us. I think that's the first sentiment. The damn refs screwed us, boy. That people walking out there were pissed. By the way, today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think so. And, and Van, I think because in in the perspective is you know where have they been the last four, five, six years? I think there 's some positivity you know i 've been here i 've covered a lot of not West conference tournaments over the last twenty five years, and there 's been times where they lose and it 's like damn we 're brutal, what happens? We have no hope and My feeling for mobile fan is yeah, they got beat and and you know, maybe there wasn't as much interest this year because, hell, they played the 7-8 or the 8-9 game. I mean, if this was, this is a, you know, a semifinal game or a quarterfinal game, I think, I think the town would have been going crazy about it. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, yeah. reality is this was a, a play-in game, uh, you know, the 8-9 game. But, but then I, I think Global Fan, for the most part, saw the progress, sees how good House and Mashburn are. And, and, are still buying into Richard and what what he's selling. Now next year they're going to have to see more improvement. But again, I, I think I, mean, I don't know if you guys talked about it. You know, does it matter that they doubled from six to thirteen wins, more than doubled this year? Yeah, I think that's significant. I Agree. Um, they turned the whole roster over completely, and the league, by the way, was as good as we've seen the league in a decade. So sure. um, I, I think most Lobo fans feel positive, while they're they're not happy. I, I think they see they feel that it's going in the right direction.
3: Give us a real quick prediction on Nevada and Boise State.
0: Um, I maybe this is because I sat there and watched Nevada today. I think mean, Nevada can beat them. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't know what the spread is. Do you know what the spread was on today's game? Not that uh, these things four, matter. Do you, you know that, well, it was? Four and a half, I believe. It Six, was. Do you know what it closed at? No. Six and a half. Do you know what the final score was? Take a look. Seven. They're really good. They're really good. Yeah,
3: they know. They're, they're
0: really mean. good. I mean, wow. I'm staring at the skyline right now. I'm like, huh, that's how this place was built. <laughs> you don't <laughs> say.
5: <laughs>
0: because they knew it was going to be a seven-point game, and they got people on it. Um, what you ask me? Nevada, Boise, uh, I mean, you got to look at the number one seed and say the number one seed probably going to win. But, man, Nevada, I looked at them, guys, I looked at them today, and I asked a couple of people, why Why are they the eight seed? They're, they've got three decent bigs. Three big guards. Two of them are terrific. One of them's really good. I give Nevada a shot to beat them. I do.
3: Two and a half is the spread right now.
0: Is that what it is? That's all? See? Yeah, so, so Vegas is kind of leaning that way, too. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the difference is one team played and one team rested. There's two two trains of thought on that. Um, they got the the tournament jitters out. I mean, Boise State didn't. I, I'm not sure I really buy into that. I think Boise State's really good. T-Jab's terrific. Shaver's really, really good. Um, but Steve, Steve's, has been pretty good at Mountain West Conference tournaments as a coach. Um, I give Nevada a really, a, a really good chance. Um, I know that was noncommittal. committal uh, If you're going to ask me to pick a winner, I'll probably pick Boise State, but I won't be stunned if Nevada beats.
3: Jeff, we'll connect with you tomorrow. You're the absolute best. We appreciate you, gentlemen.
0: Enjoy your day. How's everything there? You guys good? You have yeah, a good
3: the y, You know, at five o'clock, the Y really fills up. So that's when that. Yeah, that's when the excitement gets here. As soon as everyone gets off work and and they plow. Are you guys in the Y? We're at the Horn YMCA today. Yeah, we're uh, we're celebrating. Mm -hmm. They got a brand new program, Jeff. It's fifty five dollars for membership, and you can get your kids into all of the youth programs for free.
0: So that's a big program. That's that's a wonderful program that you guys are promoting. It's good. That's good. All right. Well, enjoy the Y. Um, I'm gonna go over in Washington, Washington State. um, Meet uh, watch a little Pac twelve ball tonight because well, why not? Right. Let's go Cougs. That's your school. That's your alma mater. You know, I spend a lot of time in Eastern Washington.
3: Well, I'm a all big right. Palouse guy, a big Palouse guy.
0: Yeah, there's uh, some of the good, some of the best people out there. They were they were uh, tremendous participants in the New Mexico poll years ago. So, all right, enjoy your day, fellas. Enjoy the i I'll say hello to um, all your alumni brethren. Be good, brother. You as well. Be well.
3: Thanks, Jeff. Albert Ramirez. After this, two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM 610 The Sports Animal. Jeff Symbieta asked, so we went and got the man who could bring us the answers. Albert Ramirez, Executive Director of the YMCA. Albert, welcome to the program.
7: Thanks. How you guys doing today?
3: Doing good, brother. Pull that microphone a little closer to your mouth for me. Yes, sir. So, we were talking about the... That's good there. We were talking about the new... Well, I mean, it's the new value-added membership is what we're talking about. So, I know our friend of the show, friend in real life, star of TV, radio and TV, KOB's right own Brandon Ortega. He was like, "That's a deal! It's too good to pass up." So we know you got at least one. From oh yeah, he, he, he was in here. Uh, yes, uh,
7: came in yesterday, got all signed up. He was excited about it. We're glad to have him. So it's, it was awesome.
3: Fifty-five dollars for a single family, uh, single parent family. Sixty-eight dollars for a dual parent family. Uh, and what it does is it gives your kids access to well, basically everything, right?
7: It does, yeah. So the the brand new we launched it Monday. It's called. Uh, what we really did is we took our single-parent family and our family memberships, and we added more value to them. Mm-hmm. So what we did was say, okay, your kids play sports. We usually charge you $185. It's free now with membership. There you go. So you go to camps. You do any of our sports camps or clinics, <laughs> anything like that. Sports-related, it basically comes with a membership now, so so that's a great thing. So
3: do you think you're going to see kids who maybe traditionally only played one sport here at the Y give an opportunity to other sports that they might not have known they had an interest in?
7: Yeah, I think that's the hope. Yeah. You know, people will, will continue to stay and do different programs here. Um, you know, we're all about building community. We're all about building, you know, children, values in children, work ethic, teaching them skills, doing the same thing with parents and families and Seniors and, and older adults and so forth. So, you know, any time that we get to engage them more, that, that's just a win-win for everybody. Let's, let's run these down mm-hmm. real quick. Let's run, let's, let's run these jewels
4: here real quick. With the value-added membership, you get for free unlimited use of YMCA facilities, unlimited access to YMCA wellness centers, the kids' zone, unlimited group exercise classes, yoga classes, cycle, TRX, youth sports leagues, that's a huge savings. U Sports Clinic, that's a huge, huge savings. U Sports Camps, huge savings. Martial arts, kids' night out, speaker series events, nutrition and wellness classes. I really like these last two. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could really inform the community on events that are going on and things that could impact their health and well-being, like the speaker series events and nutrition and wellness classes. Will you talk about those two things a little bit? Yeah,
7: absolutely. We we got individuals from the community coming in just to, like you said, to educate individuals, members of the Y and so forth. So we'll have uh, financial analysts coming in, uh, people to talk about healthcare. Um different, different varieties, different avenues lined up to come in and do that. Uh, our nutrition and wellness classes are great. We have great individuals here that are certified in those areas that do those uh, every every few weeks. So typically there's a charge for those. Those are now going to be free. So you can sign up. Some of them are on Zoom. Some of them are are in person. But you can get educated in those different areas just depending on what you're looking to do. They're there to help. Uh, Blood pressure management program, which we have Sarah coming on later. She'll probably talk a little bit about that, so I won't steal her thunder. There you go. Um, But that's all included as well. So it's a great thing. Kids night out. Kids night out really is parents night out. We're going to run these twice a month. They're free. If you're a member, you can come drop your kids off to have a great time at the Y. Will you go out and have a date night or whatever it is you want to do? It's your free babysitting, right? Sweet. Yeah, so it'll be fun. A lot of good things happening. You got St. Pius tonight or what's up? St. Pius tonight, Albu- Albuquerque Academy, yeah. So that's, uh, we're going to go check that out. So that'll be fun. I
3: mean, give me a prediction on that one. Oh,
7: Albuquerque Academy, for sure. Hey. Albuquerque Academy by like 30, 40 points. Well, they're going to win. But. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Albert Ramirez, the executive director of the YMCA here, the Horn location. Thank you so very much, friend.
7: Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you guys again, as always. Tune in on. Appreciate buddy.
3: 95.9 FM and am 610 the sports animal. Okay, Van. I gave one hour. I gave one hour to grieving the Lobos. I'm over it. Hey, let's let's move on. I'm ready to move look on. Look forward and build something special here. I'm ready to move on and look forward and build something. Wait, did you already say all that? You didn't finish it though.
4: Here. Ah, okay.
3: Yeah. NFL talk. Quarterback carousel. Carson Wentz. It's going to the Commanders. Do you care?
4: Washington has a really good roster, except for the quarterback, so it's an upgrade. I mean, obviously, you know I'm a big Fitzmagic guy, so it's a huge downgrade from Fitzmagic, but it's a huge upgrade over Tyler Henneke.
3: I think Tyler Haneke is the truth. I don't understand why anyone would ever question him. The only player that is better than Tyler Henneke in the NFL is Ryan Fitzpatrick, so you already have the two best quarterbacks you could have possibly had out there.
2: Try but, a third.
3: Yeah, he got Carson Wentz for like nothing.
4: Look, Tyler, H- Tyler Hineke. I'm sorry, Taylor. I've been saying Tyler, haven't I? Taylor. Put some respect on the man's yeah. damn name. He didn't Taylor. accidentally
3: go to Old Dominion, okay, Van?
4: Taylor Hineke. Or is it Heineke? Yes. Is it is it Tyler or Taylor? It's Taylor, Taylor. for sure. It's yeah. Taylor for sure. And now is it Heineke or Hineke? Heineke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Taylor Heineke (laughs) had a losing record. He played the whole season. If he's that great in a super soft NFC East, he should be able to at least muster a winning record and compete for the playoffs. So anything above – wait, Taylor or Tyler? Still Taylor. Still Taylor. Anything above Taylor is an upgrade.
3: So you were saying they have a good roster, and I didn't know that to be true I'm trying to pull up the roster now. I don't know who they got. Well, you gotta look up the commanders. I I don't believe they have like anyone. Quit, I,
4: quit looking up the R words. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I I think you're very wrong. Touchdown Terry McLaurin. He's a top ten wide receiver. Uh, they got a good offensive line.
3: Uh,
4: they had a great two headed running back tandem.
1: Uh,
4: yeah, very good. I can't name. Defense is very strong. Oh well, again, defensive we, end Chase Young. He's one of the best in the league. All right, so that's the one I know.
3: So you've you hit me with one,
4: but I don't think like the see. the the sweat and
3: young tandem is very strong. The offense is not there though. I don't see the guys. Like I don't know who this Gibson kid is. I don't know, dude. I. It looked to me like this roster needs a lot more than and a slight quarterback upgrade because that's what I think you get from Wentz over Heineke. You like, know,
4: we know what you're really going to like about this roster? What's that? Their underrated linebacking core. I know how much you care about linebackers in the National Football it League. Just,
3: it, they don't win games. I mean, that's – I don't know. That's the deal here. It, it, Ryan Fitzpatrick must be so hurt that he can't. Like, it must be a thing where – the commanders know that he can't because this is not an upgrade over him. And I recognize that third-round picks and second-round picks, because if you play 70% of the stops, it's not a third-round pick, it's a second-round pick, whatever. Yeah. But there's just no way. There's no way I look at Carson Wentz and I'm like, that's a guy who's going to help me win games. You know who's the winner in all of this?
4: It's not the Colts. It's not uh, the commanders. It's the hat that this young man has on right now, the Eagles. 'Cause the Eagles made out like bandits for Carson Wentz. They got a first rounder and a third rounder for Carson Wentz, and they parlayed that third rounder to move up further in the draft, and they got their receiver of the future, Devontae Smith, out of it.
3: Yeah, he's pretty good.
4: Yeah. <sighs> they're they're the ones who did great. And, I mean, and you're right about Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if they don't want to roll with him this year, then he must be hurt
3: worse than it appears. He has to be. It, it it can't be a thing where you even start to consider him as an option, because it, and by the way, he's like kissing forty, you know. So yeah. it's like it's like you're gonna play right now, or you're never gonna play again.
4: Well, what's forty to an NFL quarterback anymore?
3: Well, you know, I guess it's not what he used to be, but Carson Wentz at twenty nine, who can kind of play, is a better option than Ryan Fitzpatrick at thirty nine, who's hobbled. Like, I mean, that's that's I think yeah. that's unarguable, but. If they're both equal and you're in a, hey, I think I have the roster win now mentality, I don't go with Wentz over Fitzpatrick. I go with Fitzpatrick over Wentz. But also, I don't think I see the success that you might believe to be there in the running back wide – like the skill position guys, I don't know if I see it. Because none of these guys are jumping off this team and be like, oh, that would be a solid contributor on any NFL squad
4: yeah you know, I, I thought Wentz would be a perfect fit for the Colts because he can make some downfield throws he's fast enough to scramble he can read defenses, but he absolutely choked towards the end of the season and played horribly down mm-hmm. the stretch. The Colts were set up for the success set up for success in the playoffs strong defense, great running game, a couple playmakers on wide receiver. The Colts could have done some damage in the playoffs if they if they struck while the iron was hot. But that says a lot about Carson Wentz because their coach, Frank Wright, when he was in Philadelphia, was the offensive coordinator and did absolute magic with Carson Wentz, turned him into an MVP candidate, got him back in Indianapolis, and then they were like, you know what, never mind. Yeah. Just punted him to the next guy who'd take him. For pennies on the dollar of what they acquired him for.
3: I'm looking at the skill guys that you were talking about. I got, I got their numbers up here in front of me. And I think 1,000 yards is a benchmark at running back and wide receiver for total yards. But, and this is going to sound awful the way I'm about to say this, Antonio Gibson had 1,037 yards. Cool. Cool. I mean, I'm not saying it's not over a thousand, but it's just it's a toenail over a thousand. And his long, I mean, the guy he's he's got no explosion. His his long wasn't even thirty yards on the year. Um, only scored seven times, and then the Terry McLaren, just a thousand fifty-three yards, so just a toenail over a thousand yards again, and only caught five scores. And then no one else, man, has over three hundred or four hundred receiving or rushing yards on the squad. I just don't know if there's enough guys around the quarterback position at this team. So I don't think I give up any draft picks here for a quarterback that I don't think is that much better than Taylor Heineke. I think I put those draft picks into skill position guys that I could put around Heineke until the next guy becomes available. Well, I'm
4: seeing the same thing you're seeing, but on the other side of the coin. I think these guys
3: underperformed
4: last year because of Taylor Heineke. It's a direct correlation in between him being a subpar NFL quarterback And, you know, two years ago, he had a really good run towards the end of the season. Coming into last season, there was some momentum. Like, hey, you know, we had high hopes on Fitch Magic, a whole season with a good roster. He could do anything. But, you know, Taylor Heineke's not that bad of a downgrade, not that big of a downgrade. But you're seeing the results from last year. He's just not able to put together a solid season.
3: Of the eight wide receivers that suited up for the Redskins last year, the, excuse me, Commanders. There was a total of eight touchdowns scored. That's just not enough. That's it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess you're right. You gotta have a quarterback to get it out there, too. So, I the Commanders are not a team that was a quarterback away. So to make a move for a quarterback, to me, not the move. And especially in the NFC, where to be fair, to be fair, outside of Aaron Rodgers, there's ain't no quarterbacks right now, dog. The NFC, not a lot left. They got nothing. The AFC is an absolute gauntlet. They got them
4: all of stud quarterbacks. Yeah,
3: like no one's going to watch Fox next year. It's all CBS. Yeah, you... now
4: that now that the goat's gone, yeah, he's out of Tampa Bay. Russell, in perennial MVP candidate, he's out of Seattle. Who's left? You no one. Dak is Dak the second best quarterback in the NFC now.
3: If you're given the NFC AFC option of going between Fox and CBS, and Fox has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus New Orleans Saints divisional game. No one's going to watch that. The quarterback play is not what you're going to get in an AFC West game. Or it's not what you're going to get in an AFC North game. Or it's it's just not on the same level. Oh,
4: I don't think anyone airing an NFL playoff game really cares who they have. They're all going to kill. Well, not playoff. I'm talking regular season. Oh, just
3: regular season game? Yeah.
4: Oh, the ratings are going to be poor. Yeah. They're gonna... of, of almost any two AFC teams. NFC. Yeah, any... T- yeah those that example you provided for NFC teams any two teams in the AFC is almost a better matchup
3: I would agree yeah, yeah the AFC is is definitely the senior division now it's the varsity division and the NFC's got a lot of catching up to do cuz we're like over the course of the last 2 years 3 years 2 years Breeze retires Brady retires Wilson goes to the AFC like it's only Aaron Rodgers yeah that's probably
4: why he re-upped with Green Bay instead of trying to move in the AFC. Because there's no there's no one over there can beat him. Yeah, it. there's no one else there. And then the Aaron Col- Rodgers gets to breeze through the below-average yeah. NFC North. No pun intended. And no real competition in the playoffs.
3: Well, and then looking at the Colts, and like, then
4: they just just slide right into the NFC Championship game
3: and lose. Well, yeah, the, historically. Yeah. And the thing about the Colts Probably moving... Probably to the Niners. ...moving Wentz. Well, that's yeah. what I was about to talk about was the Niners. So with the Colts moving Wentz, you have to think that they have a quarterback lined up that they intend to bring in. Because you're not going to move Wentz unless you have someone that you think can replace Wentz. And to me, that's got to be like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They got to make a play for somebody. And
4: there's always, there's buzz already that Seattle and, you know, Pete Carroll likes taking big swings. A lot of buzz that... Seattle could go after Deshaun Watson, and if you, know, if you really like Deshaun Watson and you don't care about the stain on his public image, now's the time to strike. His value has never been lower while the court case is going on right now.
3: I also saw a rumor for Carolina. Sure. is in conversation for Deshaun Watson, but uh, I'm the guy that would tell you I can't bring in that guy.
4: And the Colts are a super talented roster. Their defense is great. Offensive line is great. And Jonathan Taylor is probably, what, the second best, third best running back in the NFL? Like, that's a solid foundation. What piece can you slide in there? Rodgers is off the market. Russell Wilson's off the market. I don't think Jimmy G is that big of an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Like What is out there to complete this team?
3: And so if I asked you right now, tell me the backup quarterback for the Colts, you wouldn't be able to, it's Sam Ealinger. Erlinger, no clue. Yeah, and then another cat named James Morgan, who uh, okay, went to Florida International. And I do agree. I think they have the best running back in the game. I think Taylor is is the guy, and he will be the guy next year. But T Y. Hilton, I would identify as past his prime. Um, I'm not a big Zach uh, Pascal guy. I I Pittman, don't Pittman Junior is the truth. Yeah, he might be the one. He's very good. So I guess you got him and 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 a couple guys who are going to hope to keep up if you're a Colts fan because cuz they I think they're bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I just I don't know what else they would be doing.
4: I mean, if you can get Jimmy G on the cheap, you it's very similar situation to the 49ers. They're going to run the ball. They're not going to ask a lot out of you. They're going to play good defense. They're going to eat the clock. Jimmy G could be a good fit for Indianapolis because of what they're going to ask him to do. But I don't see Jimmy G in any situation in the NFL being that game-changing guy. (sighs) Which is what they said about Tom Brady and then seven championships later.
3: I tell you what I do think about Jimmy Garoppolo is he wins games. I don't think he's flashy. I don't think he does more than what's asked of him. Mm -hmm. But I think in the schemes that he's played in – uh, during that short spurt in New England and then in San Francisco, he's fit into the role that he's been asked to fit into. And if the Colts are like, hey, I need you to fit into this new role, which is turn and hand it off to 29, he's going to turn and hand it off to 29.
4: Yeah. And, it's, and and. then you get to play some play action off of that. Yeah. You throw a deep ball once or twice a game to keep your safeties honest. I mean, it's a, g- it's a good formula for winning football, especially late in the year.
3: Let's start a little bit of basketball when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D sports animal back live from the horn ymca we're laughing a lot i was sad earlier i was sad about the lobos i've decided i'm not gonna be sad anymore i'm gonna use it i'm gonna use that motivation in my life you know what gives good motivation in life man. philbert f jackson phil jackson does the often coach often zen master often um heartbreaker phil jackson has been low-key secretly doing double-secret, low-key secret GM stuff. Oh, I bet Laker Nation wish
4: they had him last year, or especially this offseason. He would not have acquired Westbrook for sure. You think that? I guarantee that. He saw a winning formula. They won the friggin' championship, and then why would you break that apart? You just add to it.
3: Phil Jackson has been low-key consulting with Jeannie Bus. Consulting. Put that in parentheses. Uh-huh. You put that in, 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 per, in Well, because what I'm implicating, they used to date. That's the whole thing I'm trying to say. I guess you just. How long has he been in the game? Five years. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's two angles. One is. LeBron brings in another past his prime, NBA something-something, contributes to the team in a failing matter, and no one can believe it didn't work out. Or there's a Phil Jackson, why you've been hiding? You should have been the Zen master this whole time. You were able to corral Dennis Rodman and his antics. Why can't you fix Westbrook? Well, maybe he hasn't
4: had the impact that Phil Jackson of the past would have because the Zen master would have suggested some nice books or some nice books on tape to LeBron and Russell Westbrook and they would have got past their issues and were able to focus on on the court issues
3: which historically I mean that's Phil Jackson's forte, right? Well, I, I think his forte is exactly what you described, but I, now I think because uh you know the times there are changing, you have to update how you approach people, right? Yeah. So now you don't have to take your team on a retreat to your Montana ranch and you don't have to, to ha you just everyone just zoom me or whatever. Yeah. Like you they and also like hey, do, Russ, you ever tried ayahuasca? Yeah. Cause you, <laughs> if you haven't, well I always I'm always packing. And you're like always? <laughs> what? Yeah, why are you why is are you, that what's in your pocket? Peyote buttons? Are you serious, Phil? The Rob Polinko, who's the GM of the Lakers, who I didn't know his name until this segment. I thought that was the game on uh, the Price is
4: Right, where you drop the little chips in there. Plinko. Oh, that's Plinko. Plinko. Oh, my bad. Sorry,
3: Rob. Sorry. Right. So Rob, who's the GM? He got to go. Like you got to bring in like Magic Johnson. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna make this approach, Lakers, like cool. Get Phil. He can coach. Get Magic Johnson. He can be the GM. Get whoever else. That you're like let's just do it for attention because that's what this feels like to me well uh, LeBron needs some help i mean he's the coach he's the g m
4: he's the 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 bench coach he's the locker room coach he's trying to be the point guard, the strong forward power forward center, and shooting guard he can't do it all. just let the guy play basketball and if if it 's true that phil jackson like had his secret hand over this Lakers offseason, that would really surprise me. I think the Lakers organization saw how bad it was going to be going forward with the roster they set and like, hey, LeBron James isn't a GM.
3: You know what I just thought of? Yeah. This has to do with the Jordan legacy. Phil Jackson is back to make sure that LeBron doesn't win so that he can maintain his legacy with Michael Jordan. How do you feel about that?
4: Well, I mean, Phil also has the Lakers, Kobe, and Shaq
3: connection, so he's very successful there, too. He has handled some head cases. Yeah, and succeeded. He's the guy. But it was a different day because, like, when when Phil was with Jordan and Pippen and Rodman, and by the way, we didn't know when we were watching the Bulls in the 90s in the nineties, just how like super soft Scottie Pippen was, like we didn't have a clue, and that's because Phil Kevin Durant got his game from it, it exactly is, yeah. and and that's because like Phil kept a you know kept like a muzzle on it you know and sure and we had an idea of how crazy Dennis Rodman was, but for real we didn't know he was go to Korea crazy at that time, and that is how Phil Jackson kept a lid on that as well. There's X amount of
4: time is going to go by. And we're gonna see Dennis Rodman stopped a nuclear holocaust just by being on the '90s Bulls.
3: Mm, I, I mean, I see your leap there, but I mean, it's it's not the conclusion of this point I'm trying to get to, <laughs>
4: where
3: it's where it's like you got some guys who are like absolute nut jobs right now on this Lakers yes, team. Yes. And like, and for real, you got losers. Like I like I haven't really talked about this a lot on radio because I don't want to be the guy doing this because I think it's it's low hanging fruit. But I think Davis is a slouch. I don't think Davis is a guy who wins you games. I don't think Davis is a guy where you're like, hey, let's put a franchise around this dude and go. Because he just loses. Like, he doesn't make the playoffs enough. He's not a big enough impact. He's just not good enough. And it ain't because he physically got the skill set. It's because he's mentally soft. And you need Phil Jackson to come and build that up. You got to get Westbrook fixed. You got to get LeBron to come back down to earth. Like, Phil Jackson's the guy. Why are you hiding it?
4: Yeah, that is kind of weird how... I mean, and it's all probably to coddle LeBron's ego, right? We can't have Phil Jackson sit in courtside every game. We can't have Phil Jackson up in the box sitting next to Jeannie Buss. He has to secretly work his magic from the background.
3: And you're supposed to be the most profitable, valuable franchise in the NBA. What are you doing? Listening to LeBron. <sighs> they let, Look, LeBron brought a championship to
4: L.A., so it's already a, a plus. It's already a win. For bringing him in, he got a championship. You can't expect to win one every year, but what Lakers Nation absolutely has to have is for their team to be competitive every year. Is this they got the second best player in the history of the game?
3: They got. I wouldn't call um, Westbrook the second best player in the history of the game. I was talking about Anthony Davis. Oh no, he's garbage. (laughs) Anthony Davis. You got LeBron James,
4: comma the best player in the history of the game, the second best player in the history of the game. You got a former MVP in Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. You got a perennial MVP candidate can totally dominate a basketball game, Anthony Davis. You got one of the the most dominant players in the history of basketball, Dwight Howard. You have one of the most prolific scorers in the history of basketball, Carmelo Anthony. Like that's you should seem like that's enough to get it done.
3: See, but you're just talking about ingredients. Like I like I want to talk to you about cooks. Sure. Yeah, cuz it's sure. cause like obviously like LeBron James think he's the cook in the kitchen. Cool. Phil Jackson think he's the cook in the kitchen. Cool. Jeannie Buss was wearing the chef's hat, everyone knows she ain't the cook in the kitchen. Mm. So it's like it's like you can't just put the best ingredients out there to a bunch of people who just want to fight with each other over who's Sue and who's head. And look, how how long? I wanna talk about this West
4: Brick stuff. Should we table this to next segment? No, no, no. Keep going. So Russell Westbrook, people have been yelling at him from the stands for how long? Since what? He was in high school? Yeah. So I
2: mean, how, that's
4: tw- that's twenty years of people yelling at you and heckling you. Why now have you exposed how soft you are and how you can't take it? And
2: oh, don't call me Westbrook.
4: My family's here. It hurts my family name. You get called worse than that every game. People boo you everywhere you go.
3: Why now are you exposing how soft you are? And the thing too about playing in LA is he already played in LA. He played in LA when he played UCLA. Sure, and it's and you can be like, well, Fred, that's that's amateur and pro. It's not. It's LA. It's, it's still LA. It. And the only break he really got because Houston, Houston's a big city. LA's a big city. The only break he got was when he was drafted by the Seahawks. Seahawks. The Sonics. Yeah. and got to play in the in Seattle for one year where no one cared because the franchise was leaving. Yeah. So it's like he hasn't had a break from the spotlight in his entire adult life, and I can see how that can wear on you. I'm not confused about how that can wear on you. But you don't tell people to stop calling you names. You give people a reason to stop calling you names, and that's to stop shooting 22% from the field. That would help. (laughs) He's still getting, what, 18, 19 points
4: a game? Six or seven assists, six or seven rebounds. That is an NBA contributor that every team wants. Why does he have such little success when it really matters? Is it because of his mental state? Is it because he's always been soft? Like He knows, and he's practiced for years and years. He knows that he can't shoot threes, but here he goes chucking them up four or five times a game, knowing that they're not going in. It makes no sense. I want to make sure And again, that's back to the leadership. Back to the cooks in the kitchen. Like who's allowing him to do this? Somebody has to sit him down and say, hey, look, Westbrook, you got this name for a reason. You're a high level athlete. Your motor is some of the the best we've ever seen in the history of the game. You friggin' average a triple-double multiple years of your career, you're an
3: all-time great basketball player. What's going on upstairs, my dude? He is the fourth highest-paid player in the NBA, and he's off pace from being the second highest-paid player in the NBA by $100,000. So he is arguably the highest-paid player in the NBA. Sure. That's why it's so bad. That's why the scrutiny's there, because 443 Goes to Russell every single season. A lot of triple doubles with an L. <sighs> and just shoot some jumpers, son.
4: Just, just take sh- it to the hoop and then pass it to someone else who can shoot.
3: Grab a break. Whenever we get back, let's talk about the YMCA a little bit. I like that. Two men on. 95.9 FM AM 610. D Sports Animal. Back live from the Horn YMCA. We're having a lot of fun today. The intersection of... Indian School in San Mateo. You can tell it's past 5 o'clock because, well, the horn's filling out. Joining us on the program, Phil Beam, he runs Camp Shaver, but uh, kind of does a little bit of everything here. Phil, welcome to the
8: program. Thanks for having me, guys. What's going on with the camp? Filled up yet? Uh, it's not full yet, but boy, is it filling up fast. Yeah. I mean, we, our enrollment is is ahead of last year, and last year was a record year, so... Let me We're guess. Looking for another record year. Star
3: Wars week is filled up. Duh, Marvel
8: week is filled up. But
3: but Batman week's not because Batman's garbage. <laughs> we, good thing we didn't
8: put a Batman week in there. Yeah, <laughs> because it's the worst thing in the
3: history of all things. That's What I've heard. You <laughs> know I, I
4: kind of have to have your back a little bit here, Fred. About what? Even though I don't trust your taste in art, mm-hmm. any kind, really. Yeah,
3: Batman's getting some bad reviews. It's terrible. Of course, it's getting bad reviews.
8: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree with Fred. You shouldn't.
3: No, you shouldn't. But I'm gonna
8: agree with my son. Okay. Who says it's terrible. Okay.
3: (laughs) This is I don't say anything (laughs) that's polarizing. Everything I always I'm I'm like a front runner, Phil. Like I did like I'm out and like I dress like everyone else. I go to this I like I I drink I drink New Mexico Pinon coffee because I love it, but really because everyone drinks it. Mm -hmm. I go to the Y because everyone wants to be a member. I'm I'm not unique or special. Just like the Batman was not unique or special. It was Arr. terrible and stupid. <laughs> Camp Shaver's <laughs> filling up though, and that's a fun one week uh one week option
8: for your kids this summer to well take you know, a primitive live it a little bit, guys. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You learn a lot of a lot of new activities and, and learn a little bit of self confidence and parents get a week away.
3: But whenever you sat down and you were saying, Well, Fred, you know, the camp's filling up. It's not like we need a ton of help with
8: that. What well, you need help with though is people to staff. Yeah, absolutely. We are we are always looking for good counselors. We're looking for a cook right now. And we're looking for nurses. Nurses volunteer and they get two free weeks of camp if they volunteer for for a week of camp. So that if they have two kids the the kids both kids can come for the week. Speaking of speaking of two weeks, that is
4: pretty sweet. you usually sign up a kid for a one week expedition out to Camp Shaver and all that entails around that. Let's say your kid really loves it. They can do more than one week, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. You're not like no Johnny can't come back. He already he already came here, he had the
8: time of his life, there's no way we're letting him back here. If we have space, we'll we'll find a spot for sweet. them. Sweet. I mean, and they can sign up right now for multiple weeks. We have one two week session and all the rest one week sessions, but some people have signed up the first two weeks, um, one and two, you know, already. Now,
3: I got a pretty good job here. I host afternoon talk. Like, you guys don't know this, but I spend, I start my mornings at the Y. I go to, I go and get professionally stretched. I hang out at the spa the rest of the day. And then I come here and do radio. That's my everyday. It's hard, but whatever, I live it. With that said, I mean I know how to put a hot dog on a stick. I feel like I could be a cook at Camp Shaver. <laughs> like, what is it like, oh, slightly no, no. burnt
8: mellows? Like, Man. what is the what's the prerequisite? We yet? have some of the best food in the in in camping that I've that I've been experienced with. Okay, we we use fresh. We have fresh salad every day. We have fresh um, made items like uh, chicken green chili chicken enchiladas is our opening day uh, meal, and that's all made from scratch. Um, you know, we we do hamburgers and tater tots and stuff like that, but we do a lot of really good, fresh, from scratch stuff, and it just kids love it. Kids love the food. What's
3: your I, go? What's your go-to camping food, man?
8: Well, if I'm if well, the best thing that we serve at camp, we don't even serve at camp. We do on our overnights, we do hobo dinners, which is a hamburger wrapped in tin foil with potatoes and vegetables on top. And you throw it on the on the in the fire and you let it cook a little while. And that comes out great. See, that's my jam right there, what that he's is.
4: describing. A little foil pack. That is
8: the best thing. The kids love that and that's why the overnights are so popular at camp. Right. Yeah. Right.
3: So you're both wrong. It's it's grilled corn on the cob, it's not even close. Well, that's
8: uh, pretty good too. But can put some corn in your foil pack too if you
3: want. <laughs> there are there are some like so when I was a kid we used to camp we used to camp overnight all the time. And my dad not that he's lazy, but he was a guy who thought ahead. Uh, he would we would make the, the hamburger helper at home. And then we would just put it in the Tupperware, and it was just like a reheat situation where we you're out there. and I was like, "Oh, this is this is camping food." This, but no, people actually do it really well. You don't have to heat uh eat cur- well hamburger helper sucks. So I got a single
4: yeah. gas burner and a big cast iron disco. Yeah. When I go camping, yeah. If I'm go. doing like backpack in camping, obviously I can't take my 20 pound disco. But any kind of glamping or like drive in camping, like that's the jam because mm-hmm. you can make anything in a disco. Absolutely. Fred, for you, that's a walk. Thank you. I was waiting for... <laughs> yeah.
3: No. That's a walk.
8: I didn't want to have to ask. Too. It was
4: very, quite similar.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, kind of, I just found a list of campfire foods. People are eating a lot of dessert while, camp, while campfiring, and I didn't realize this. You make cinnamon rolls s'mores S'more? or S'mores are nothing. S'more, or s'mores are not a dessert. That's a snack.
8: S'mores are great, but uh, banana boats are really good. That's a uh, banana sliced in half with marshmallows and M&Ms in there and wrapped in tinfoil and melted. Oh, it's come out... That Interesting. Does, does <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done that one. <laughs> it's good stuff.
4: Like a hot Sunday. You yeah. can
3: kind of foil pack anything, though, pretty right? Much, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like,
4: sure, sure, sure. Yeah.
3: I'm trying to think of, like, off time ahead. Of head, I'm like, what wouldn't be good in a foil pack? A, a
4: smaller foil
8: pack? Cereal.
3: Cereal. Like I don't... Cereal, <laughs>
8: cereal, milk and cereal might not be very good.
3: Enough. What's the application process for being a counselor or being a contributor? Not just the Y, camp shaver. What's the you, best way to you do that? Go
8: on, go on our website and you can find the uh, staff application there. If you want to be a nurse, um, you can call me here at the YMCA uh, 595-1515 extension 3116. Um, and I'll talk to you all about it.
3: What, so what is what is being a nurse? And what, is that just lice checks and stuff, or what's it's,
8: that? It's dispensing medications for the kids who have oh, medications. Okay. It's yeah. it's taking care of bumps and bruises, and uh, and and if there's any serious injuries, you make the call on whether we gotta transport them into town or not. Ah, it's very some rare. some dirt on it. Very rare that that happens, but it does I happen once in a while.
3: In my head, I'm like, what's the most serious injury? can like rope burn? Like I really don't know
8: what it could be. Yeah, somebody like, can fall and and hurt their wrist or break oh, or break okay. a finger or something like that. Fishing you know? hook. Fishing hooks that's out. the one that's okay. what I would get that's okay. what would happen to me
3: <laughs> right through my littlest finger too I would do something stupid you're you're way
4: up there you're six and a half foot tall yeah so gravity has a pretty
8: serious effect on you. Like if a, you were to trip... We had a kid catch his, eye, catch his eyebrow with a, with a hook. He was going back with it, and he yeah. got caught right there. That's what I'm talking about.
4: <laughs> okay, was it Tommy Lee? No. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. No, no it was I it, don't know
8: if he pierced that later Was it at the not,
4: Oddities but. Festival last weekend?
8: That's what, he, that's what he
4: wanted. <laughs> was that last weekend? It was last weekend. Missed out on
3: that you one. You can tell me at a different point in my life when I no longer know that the Oddities Festival is uh-huh. coming to town. Feel you're the best. Did we miss anything? Anything with the camp? Anything no, with the Y?
8: Camp, camp is going great, and and the the Y is the Y is uh, heating up also because we got this new membership program going on, value added membership, where it seems like we're giving everything away for a membership, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah,
4: I, we're not kidding, Albuquerque. You should definitely get in on this deal. They're. they're they're probably going to crumble it's in like kinda, a year. It's crazy. They're just giving away too or... much. It's is it too, all? It's too good to be true. Is it all new totally faces
8: true. to you? Are you just seeing new faces everywhere you look here? Well, now with the members, yeah, yeah, for sure. I see a lot of I see a lot of old faces, but I see a lot of new members, and that's that's a great thing to see. I have as and well. And the parking lot is full. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that I we, that I like about it.
3: During during the COVID run, you know, when we were wearing a mask we're wearing here every day, I could go down to the basketball court and play basketball. There, there'd be no one around. I'm trying to play basketball yesterday. Good was, luck. Yeah, there's just people coming. I'm like, I'm like, this is my court, guys. You're... Then you say, I've marked my territory here, and then I'm getting beat at 21 by some people I've never met, and I'm like, stop beating me.
4: And he was significantly older and significantly shorter than you.
3: Yes, and better yeah. at sports than me. You got
4: hooped up, brother.
8: Phil, are there cameras in there? No. Good. No <laughs> no <cameras>. I don't <laughs> want anyone to see that. <laughs> but if you want me to bring a camera next to me in there, I will.
3: Isotubes talk. <laughs> After the break, thank you, Phil Bean, for joining the program. You're a good friend of the show. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D Sports Animal. Welcome back to the Horn YMCA. That's where the boys are today. Kind of a cool thing came out from the isotopes on their social media. Michael, were you able to grab this Bob Costas thing?
5: Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, you got it? Sure do. Stand by.
6: Whenever you ready, Big Dog, I'm Bob Costas, and you may know that I love baseball. I don't exactly know what an isotope is. Somebody told me that they're atoms of the same element that have identical numbers of protons and different numbers of neutrons, and I don't really understand that. But I do understand this. The Albuquerque isotopes open at home on April 12th against Tacoma. That's the Mariners' AAA affiliate. No matter what's going on in the major leagues, they're playing baseball at the minor league level. And this year, on that first homestand, the Isotopes are likely to pass the 10 million mark in total attendance over the years. It's going to be a great season. So come on out and see the Isotopes, even if you don't exactly know what an Isotope is.
3: Well, I think that's a nice thing. How about that, Bob Costas? But here's the thing. Is he doing it for everyone or is he just doing it for the Isotopes? It's got to be exclusively only for the Isotopes. It has to. Because if it's not, if he's doing it for every minor league team, then I'm going to feel betrayed and I'm going to be angered.
4: Well, no, we're special, unique snowflakes. We're Thank the, you. We're, we're the
3: rose that grew from concrete. It's definitely only us. Because if it's not, if he's doing the rounds, ooh, I'll be so mad right now. I mean, who else can Bob Costas anger? put him on the list so Bob Costas is from St. Louis I am from St. Louis all the best broadcasters in the history of sports specifically Joe Buck from St. Louis who's that okay haven't heard of him he's the best in the business I mean we have this talk every time never heard of him his dad I'll look him up later his dad Jack Buck is the greatest baseball broadcaster in the history of the game oh I heard of him all time ever Joe Buck, number one in baseball, number one in football, number one in golf. Probably could do NASCAR if he wanted to do NASCAR. Here's what I'm trying to say. The 314-618 just puts them out. Puts them out in droves. And Bob Costas is giving the rub to the Albuquerque Ice Tubs. I mean, that's a really cool thing to do. About to pass
4: the $10 million mark, and you get Bob Costas to do a promo video for you. He's probably moving here, right? Here, let me text him. He, it, Bob. Is Shushan's
3: job in trouble? Is J- gonna... Does Josh need to look over his shoulder? No, no, no. No, no. Josh is talented. Well, Josh is insanely talented. But they're they're like, okay, the sports animal loves having us. They love having us in the afternoon drive. If right now Jim Romer to be like, hey, I'm retiring from National to move to Santa Fe and I just want to do afternoons in Albuquerque, they would boot us real quick. I, you see,
4: I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I do that know. Jim Rome guy. He's on his way down. He he didn't got the pull he used to. Well, same two, two men on. We're an ascending,
3: shooting stars across the universe. No, I think we could hold our own. Career wise, the time will eventually come when our ascension arc, like starting on a graph of going up in the right positive direction, and the decline of Jim Rome. Those things will cross each other at some point. It's not right now. It's not right no. now. No, no. It- and it's not in Albuquerque. <laughs> no, it is not. But if Bob, Co- if Bob Costas were to call the Ice and be like, hey, boys, let me sit in the booth for one game, the Ice will say yes. Oh, one game? One game, yeah. Shushan does it with him, though, right?
4: Of course. Got to. Or, no, actually, Josh Shushan will be, like, in the control booth trying to sabotage him. The whole time. It's, like, making the audio bad and, like, making it skip and – just turning the audio completely off for a half inning and people, like, calling and texting. This Bob Costas guy's ruining the game. Zushan sitting back there with his twiddling his thumbs like Montgomery J. Burns.
3: What was – uh Harry Doyle was the name of Bob Euchre's character in Major League. What was the name of his sidekick? You know what I'm talking about? I do. I can picture him. I can't think of his he, name. Oh, he's like, oh, you're the best in the business. What's – oh, what's his – you know exactly who I'm talking about. I do about. know who you're talking
4: about. I can't think of his name. What I can picture is him. what is his name? I know that movie word for word, and I can't think of his damn name.
3: That is you know what I'm talking about. His name. Vital, what's that guy's name? Harry. No. Not- cool, 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 cool. Cool. Thanks figure for the input. Yeah, figure it out here. Gosh. That's what it would be though. That's a better joke if I could have got the guy's name. But that's what it would be. It would be Shushan just. Throwing it to Costas and Costas would be like, it's a it's a it's a rat with wings. Like what is the, what's the guy's name? Ask me what his name is again, Fred. No, because you know it. You're just doing a thing now. <laughs> Tell me his name. Say what's his name again? <laughs> what? W- w- what? <laughs> I can't come up with it. I'm being serious. No, I can't either. I'm not even going to try anymore. I was going to try to Google it. There's no Googling him on this one. Literally on IMDB in the quotes section, it's just called Assistant. His, na- his name is Assistant. Oh, poor guy. This isn't fair. That's why I couldn't think of his name because his name's Assistant. Color Man. It's not It's not even in here. Ugh. YMCA talk after this. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Joining us on the program, Sarah Kylie. Sarah. Yes. How's group fitness at the Y? And why haven't we been able to make a class yet? I'm going to tell you it's Van's fault.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you guys, because last time I was on, you said you were going to come to my cycle class this morning, and I did not see either one of you.
4: Well, Fred, valid excuse. sign me up mm-hmm. against my will. Mm-hmm. I don't like cycling in place. I like traveling to a place. Okay. I'm not a fan of running in place either. Man, come on now. Take. The I, bit- am, I am a fan of ellipticaling in place because it accents my gazelle-like features. <laughs> so I think that's about
3: it. Will you just take the damn class? I don't understand. Like, you claim all the time you're a superior athlete. Sarah's looking you in the eye and telling you you're not man enough to do it. Do you have a weekday 7 in the morning class?
1: Not 7 in the morning, That's my problem. My schedule's so tight.
3: But we're here every
4: morning. Every morning. Yeah. You don't get to see us because we're not at the other location, Uh, which is
3: separate but equal. The McLeod? It's very nice. It's very nice. Very nice. I'm only on the board at one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, Group Fitness has been going off, though, and it's because of, uh, well, there's this brand-new value-added membership. You've seen a lot of new faces, a lot of new people coming around? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. The classes are starting to, you know, get bigger again. Um, I think we had a, almost a full class this morning at our Silver Sneakers class, and my class was pretty full. There would have been room for <laughs> you, but <laughs> that's it what was, I, that's it what was I, almost full, but there were definitely at least two bikes waiting for you. <sighs>
4: How about TRX, I'm really into TRX.
1: TRX, so that is. Um,
4: When's the next TRX? The class?
1: next TRX is going to start. We're we're almost to the end of this session. So next week is the last week for the current session, and then I'm going to start up another session end of April. So um, probably that last week in April is when we'll ah, start up. Sorry,
4: booked, can't go. <laughs> Sarah, I, and, and yeah. I'm writing down end of. April
1: end of April. Yeah. Okay.
3: But I need beginners TRX. Like I can't be in this expert class. Everybody
1: is a beginner. Okay. For TRX. So, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping to have a class here at Horn uh, in the mornings. So yeah, that would be Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm thinking around like 8am. Um, deal. So we can make that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
4: When can we start that one?
1: Again, end of April. April. Yeah, that'll be end of (laughs) April. Yeah.
4: Also, I'm going to write down end of April. End of April. Yeah. Okay. Now we're both in. Yeah. Okay. Sweet.
1: So it'll be in the Sports Performance Center. There's a couple of TRXs set up there now, but I I have a bunch more that I'll bring with me. So we will um, be able to accommodate up to 16 people in that in that class. That's a bunch.
3: Yeah. I'm going to do like I often do, and I'm going to prove to be difficult. I need special accommodation. Can I bring? the workout playlist because I've been putting together what I believe to be a banger of a TRX workout playlist.
1: I am definitely open to suggestions. <laughs> I have to put it into my, into my device though. Cause I use a hit timer. Um, for the class, yes. So Look, Sarah,
4: you- it's just Jock jams one, two, and three. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a special playlist. I mean, it's
3: it's special to me. Yeah, I feel
4: yeah. Like that counts. That's, that's fine. Actually. Those yeah. hit
3: ti- You ever use those hit timers? They're kind of neat. Yeah. So yeah. So during so so the, obviously music will be hitting you, be working out. And yep. You're finding your stride. You're finding your. I mean, obviously beats per minute, all this stuff is important. But then it's like uh, here's the countdown. Like it's three, like, yeah. two, one. Yeah, rest. Yeah, on yeah. <laughs> and then rest for me is my hands on top of my head and looking at everyone else. I'm wondering why they're not as tired as me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, and, and in terms of TRX, we get, I get so many brand new people every, every session I get brand new people in. So I always, the first class, it's always like, I'm very, I go very slow. I explain everything really well. The nice thing about TRX is that you can, you can, it's, it's infinitely adaptable to your um, your, your skill level and how much weight you want to be using. So all you have to do is move your feet closer or further away from your anchor point and you make, make every exercise harder or easier.
3: Sarah, you Kylie is joining us. She runs all the group fitness here at the YMCA central New Mexico. Since we started the program, we talk a lot about group fitness and we were, we were talking last time at McLeod about the yoga mm-hmm. and you were saying, well, Fred, there is introductory yoga at the Y, like Mm -hmm. you can come and learn yoga. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. Let me look around. Let me, let me. So I started Googling. There literally is. I can't find introductory yoga anywhere. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing it here, are you getting first time learn to do yogas?
1: Yeah. I mean, each, you know, each class we kind of treat as mixed levels. So you'll have folks that are brand new. And I always encourage people, if they're new, to come a little bit early and just kind of introduce themselves to the instructor and say, hey, it's my first time. So that way they spend a little bit more time, you know, introducing things and offering modifications, showing people how to use props. Um, And then we've got people that have been doing yoga for years and years. And so we try to make it accessible to everybody so that everybody feels like they got something out of it. It was worth their time. They feel better at the end. I mean, there's nothing better than than you know, a nice yoga class to just de stress and feel better. Still live streaming? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: So, how do people get into the classes? There's not an online sign up. So it's uh, first come, first serve. When you get here, right? You yes. grab your card yep. and you show up yep. and walk in. You check in. in
1: and you grab a. Uh, we have laminated cards with numbers on them. Mm-hmm and that is to limit the number of people in the in the room so even though we're not required by the state of new mexico to limit um class sizes we still want to just so that our members feel comfortable um pre-covid i used to teach here at horn three days a week uh some days i get like 35 people in that room that group exercise room which is a lot yeah which is a lot um Right now, people don't want to be that close to each other. They Mm -hmm. would like a little bit more breathing room. So we cap it at 25 here so that people feel like they have enough space. They're not right on top of each other. Um, just so that people feel more comfortable when they're so coming to the Y.
3: When a member comes to a group exercise class, are they coming individually or are they coming like When me and Van do something, we always yeah. do it together, yeah. whatever, we're yeah. super weird. So is it tandems? Is it individuals? Is it is it moms and, and kids? Is All it dads the above. and kids?
1: All of the above. So last night, um, I taught a class up at, um, at McLeod and I had a, a mom and a daughter. They had actually come. I did a specialty yoga, a restorative yoga class a few weeks ago and they had signed up for that and they really enjoyed the class and they, they asked me when I taught and I was like, well, I teach on Tuesday nights at, at 530 at McLeod and they started coming to that class now. So yeah, we get, I've had, um, you know, moms and kids, husband, I got a husband and wife that comes almost every week. Um, you know, individuals, friends. So, you know, it's, it runs the gamut. Can
4: you tell me a little about the martial arts? I haven't seen this on the list yet. Like, on my bucket list is to get beat up by someone who attends silver sneakers. <laughs> I think it would knock both of those out at the same time. I,
0: yes,
1: yeah, so we currently don't have any martial arts at Hawaii. Oh, okay. We used to, um, and we're hoping to um, have it back again, hopefully soon. But I we, think
4: this one thats why it has an asterisk. Let me cross yeah,
1: that one out. Yeah, we don't have martial arts currently, but okay. we definitely want to bring that back. We used to have um, taekwondo at um, McLeod and at Horn. Well, and you, so, know,
3: you know what could help Van like reach his goal of... Getting beat up by a silver sneakers <laughs> member is yeah he runs his mouth pretty bad at at Denny's yeah so Van is it happens a he, lot he, yeah he's a, he's a big moon moons over my hammy guy yeah and he goes in there and he tells them the way it has to be done he and I, trash talks the it's it's unacceptable really the line cook free pie
4: day at Village Inn is kind of my jam <laughs> I oh my God I mess with
3: Village Inn yeah I, we've never done this bit on the air but I mess with the Village Inn yeah like it is it is the perfect level of cheap in Midwest. And I'm like, I will eat there next to a weird uh, pool hall every day. <laughs> you know exactly which village. Oh, okay. I do, 100. Yeah. It's, it's awful, and terrible. Hey, after I have that big spurge meal, Sarah, after I do that, what is like the best like like exercise I can do to just not hate myself anymore?
1: To burn a lot of calories. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say cycling. In class. Oh, I'm gonna say it. cycling. Oh, yeah. uh, so anyway, I I really have a great time in my cycle class. I have a great group of of people that come to regularly and so we like to celebrate every so often so next wednesday i'm going to give you an incentive to come next wednesday because next week is st patrick's day i am part irish i like to celebrate st patrick's day so on st patrick's day well the day before we will be doing a an irish playlist and then I will be bringing treats. So I'm I my hobby.
3: What is that? Bailey's is, is it Bailey's? It's got Jameson. Bailey's in it. Yeah, okay. I'm a baker. James, James.
1: I'm a baker. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a baker. Um, that's that's kind of my reason why I work out is I like to bake. So um, yeah. So all right.
3: So all right. Here's the deal. Before you leave, sir, I'm giving you my cell phone.
1: Okay. And you're going to text me tomorrow. Okay, and you're going to
3: text me the next day. Okay, at, all weekend. Okay, Monday. Okay, and then Tuesday. Okay, and what that will do is that will create guilt in me, <laughs> and then yeah. I will, and then I will be here on Monday morning because I am here. Then Van will come, or Wednesday morning. Wednesday and then, morning, and then Van will well, you come gotta, as well. You
1: got to go up to McLeod though. Yes. Yep. What time's the class? Nine thirty. Oh, it's so late. Uh, 9.30
3: Wednesday uh, morning. Oh, I'm halfway into my day by then. Oh just my book God.
1: It? Fine, I'll be
3: there. We like being done by, like, 8. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever notice that, like, in, in, like, individuals who use, like, a health club, where it's, like, there's certain, like, like we're the early morning guys, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's a different energy throughout the day. Do you have yep. a favorite energy part of the day?
1: I like that. I like that 9, nine to 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah? Kind of crowd. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. That's, uh, I work out early, too. I I get my workout in before I teach. So I, I will go and I will get my lift in. I usually get there around 730 and I get my lift in and then I teach my class. But then,
3: yeah. To me, like working out during the day is also the same as taking a nap during the day when I'm like, oh, there's something else I should be doing. Right. Like there's like (laughs) there's life I should be. But this feels extra good. Yeah. Because I'm doing it right now instead of taxes. I don't know what else I would do in my adult life. But that's my energy on it. Is
1: there anything we missed before we let you go? Uh I wanted to talk a little bit about the blood pressure program. we Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also I'm also in charge. Okay, before
4: you start, look yes. at that in the calendar. Okay. What does that say? Okay, that's it at the right time.
1: Spin class at McLeod, yeah. yes, nine thirty.
3: Do I bring my own throw up bag or how
1: does that work? <laughs> uh yeah, bring your own. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Bring your own water too. Uh, yeah, so the blood pressure program, I also run our wellness program for folks that have hypertension or high blood pressure and it's a four month program. It's evidence based. It works. We do, uh, folks meet with a healthy heart ambassador twice a month to get their blood pressure checked and we can do that in person or over zoom, whatever is best for them. And uh, we have nutrition seminars also on zoom. And um, people can learn all about how to get some of the sodium out of their diet so that they can get their blood pressure down. And I I talked to a lady today, actually, one of my regulars in my class, my cycle class, um, she was able to get off her blood pressure meds because of our program. Oh, how cool. Yeah. 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 And she she was like, I just thought I would always have to take this medication for the rest of my life. And um, I was able to... Get off my blood pressure medication. Isn't it kind of
3: crazy how much like hypertension, like how much it affects so many different people? And you're not even necessarily always aware.
1: Half of American adults have high blood pressure. Isn't that crazy? Half. So between the two of you, one of you might have high blood pressure. And you wouldn't know. We're
4: skewing the results. You wouldn't know unless you took
1: your blood pressure. Yeah. So, and there's no symptoms. So unless you check it, you just don't know. So it's, it's very widespread. It causes a lot of problems. it increases your your risk of stroke, heart attack, all these you know things that we don't want to have happen so Um, it's a really great program. And And, this is
3: get a monitor, the whole thing.
1: Yep. You, um, if a lot of folks already have one, but if you need to, you can purchase one from us for like $35. That's not so bad. Um, yeah, yeah. the program costs $45. It's actually valued at $250. So we're, we discounted a lot. And we also, um, have financial aid. If, if people can't afford that, we can, we can help out with that because we, have a grant from the New Mexico Department of Health. So we're working in partnership with them. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a great program. It's really works. You know, if you know somebody that has high blood pressure, they don't have to be a Y member. This is open to everybody. Um, You know, it's it's a really good program. 505-595-1515 so.
3: extension forty one zero three is how people get a hold of you. Yeah, um, except
1: I'm never in my office. So.
3: <laughs> Leave a message. So
1: probably the best way would be email, and that would be sukeiley at ymcacnm dot org. Because um, I'm I'm rarely in my office, so. Same. <laughs> Active. Yeah. I like yeah. to be here. I'm running around. Sarah, you're doing a lot of good things, and
3: you're helping a lot of people. You're the best. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Jeff Gramer going to join us? I believe so. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D Sports Animal. Back on the program, live at the Horn YMCA, where we couldn't convince Jeff Gramer to come out and hang out with your boys, so we called the program. Jeff, how are you?
2: I'm good. What's up, guys?
3: Oh, just... Earlier I was having like a little mourn session about the Lobo season. I was like, I think I was down. But then I was like, it was a good season. I just don't know how to feel emotionally, Jeff. Can you help me walk through this?
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just look, if you're a fan and you want to, to be down about the season ending because you lost in the 8-9 game of the first day of the Mountain West tournament, like that's, that's appropriate. Like feel down about it. But I, I wouldn't. It, you'd be hard pressed to get me to tell anybody that the Lobos had a overly disappointing season. They were picked tied for eighth or ninth. They played in the eight-nine game. Um, they lost three centers and were still competitive. Uh, they started league play zero and seven. They finished league play five and five. They they had wins this year against rival New Mexico State in Las Cruces. They did lose a week later to rival New Mexico State in the Pit, but. They beat a ranked Wyoming team. And they finished the season beating a pretty good UNLV team and had two guys, despite finishing ninth, they had two guys to make all league teams. So, like, there's a whole lot of reason to be excited about next year. Um, but the, the final record is what it is. You know, 13 and 19 played in the ninth, you know, you're the ninth seed in an 11 team tournament. Um, you know, some disappointment, too. But I, I think that how you feel today as a Lobo fan probably has an awful lot to do with whether or not you realized how big a hole this program was in about a year ago. And I think people kind of overlooked whether they wanted to pay attention to what was going on last year or not. Some people just talked it all up to, well, they're playing the entire season out of state. Um, Yeah, they played the entire season out of state, but had they played that entire season in the pit last year, there were some problems with the roster. There were some problems with the program. There was a reason they made a a coaching change. The, The rebuild at UNM this year, Facing Richard Pitino was bigger than I think a lot of Lobo fans ever wanted to admit.
4: Jeff, let's let's talk to Lobo fan right now. Hardcore, woof, 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 bleed, cherry, and silver. You go from six wins to thirteen wins. You have some very exciting guard play. Patino looks like he can recruit. This is a this is a program on the way up, right?
6: yeah i mean I, like i I think the best thing I can offer up is that um in my position i've I've gotten to know assistant coaches and coaches around the league and around the west and and you know coaches travel all over the country year to year playing for playing and working for different um programs so I, I stay in touch with a lot of these guys um there there aren't a whole lot of coaches that I know in this league right now that, that don't have a, a very simple very basic answer if you were to ask them what they think of the New Mexico program, and it's that they're on the rise. Um, this is a, a league that had a really, really good season. I think they have a chance at four teams in the NCAA tournament. Three are locks, even if they lose tomorrow. Three of the teams are getting in, even with losses, and that's San Diego State, Colorado State, and Boise State. Um, those three teams are in the tournament regardless. Wyoming has a good chance of getting in the tournament. So in a, in a really good year for the league, the, the Lobos, um, prove that they have a shot to to make a ride, you know, to climb a little bit. And I think what they need in this transfer market world is to get a, a big man or two. And what transfers like is being told, hey, you can get a whole lot of stats. And what he did this year was he told two transfers, Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr., if you come here, I'm going to let you guys do this. And, and he. He fulfilled that promise with two guys that that transferred in and had pretty good seasons. And there's a big man who knows that like those two guards put up a lot of shots, which means they can pad their rebounding stats and maybe Mm -hmm. uh, build a nice little resume to make some money professionally one day. So I do think they'll get a good big man. I think they already have – you know, a thing or two lined up with, with some potential big men transfers, but we'll see in the next week or two how many of these players actually jump into the transfer portal for the Lobos, too. They'll, they'll have players leave, um, but not, none of the key players are leaving. I, I think the Lobos are they, – they got a pretty good foundation for what they're going to be next year, too, and the coaches around this league know they're going to be a player in the in the league next year.
3: Bunch of players, first time wearing cherry and silver new coach wearing cherry and silver, obviously the the fandom behind it. I'm not going to say new fans, but a revitalization of fandom. I'll tell you the one newest factor that I didn't think I understand well enough was NIL, Jeff. NIL to me is such a dynamic part of the college game now. Is that effort going to be made outside of the program to make sure that we're incentivizing kids the right way to come out and, and play, not just for the boys team, but uh, but the women as well?
6: So there's a there's a group that in, in Albuquerque that's already put together some stuff and and they're just kind of starting that. Um, that's something that the the school can't actually be a part of. They can oversee it to make sure rules aren't being broken, mm-hmm. but they can't be a part of you know getting local businesses to do that. That that's on the fans. Like the fans want to be a part of making NIL something that will help this program recruit. Then then that's something that's a little bit on the fans. Now when I say that, that's I don't mean just you know average Joe fan that. You know, was putting his his hard-earned paycheck into buying some tickets to go see the game. But those are the boosters. Those are the business owners around Albuquerque and New Mexico that need to need to figure out how to get a package together. But that's starting to be in the works. There's, I can tell you this: there's not a whole lot of Mountain West schools yet taking advantage of NIL in a big way. UNLV out of it is UNLV is doing really good. But um, other than other than that, nobody in the Mountain West yet has started to really um take advantage of NIL. So. The, the Lobos still have a chance to, to be one of the, at the forefront of that if they can get some, some stuff together.
4: Lobo men's rebuilding year, new transfers, new coach, kind of expected to get out of the tournament early. Who wasn't expected to get out of the tournament early was the Lady Lobos, number two seed, really good senior leadership. Wait, what does the coach tell these girls in the locker room?
6: So what I'll say about, I mean, I, I can't figure it out. Like, I, I don't pretend to know Mike and uh, his program as well as I know the men's program. But I can tell you this, like, the the women's team has never had a whole lot of success in this tournament since Mike's been the coach. And that's just the reality. That's It's not a criticism. It's just look at the results. He hasn't got out of the quarterfinals a whole lot. He did get out of the quarterfinals this year to, into the semifinals. But they, for some reason, come here and don't perform um as well as they perform in the regular season, right they're they're a, a really solid program all regular season they fans are back more than they were for a long time and and uh, all that's good. He recruits well the they won the regular season championship last year, but then they come to this tournament here each year and and it's happened before it's it's not like they've ever had better success than they did this year. I know people are disappointed. But, like, this is, this is as good as they've done in a long time. So, um, in that regard, I guess you, you could be happy. But the other part of this is, like, at some point, you hope that they're not just playing for the WNIT every year and that they can make the run and win this tournament here so they can be in the NCAA tournament. That just hasn't happened yet. That's Again, I don't know why that keeps happening, but it does keep happening.
4: Do, do you feel like there's a lot more parity the, in the women's division? Because Lobos were a two-seed. Colorado State was a six seed. They're only separated by three wins and one loss. Like that's not that big of a disparity.
6: Um, I, I mean, w- when you look at results here at the end of the year, you you can you can certainly say that. But the the reality,
3: uh, I think I lost you. Jim, sorry about you that. They beat that us? Colorado oh,
6: State. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> the they beat that Colorado State team six seven times in a row or something like that going into last night. So, um, I, you know, UNM's. The last two years, you could argue, even though UNLV won it this year in the regular season, UNM and Colorado State and UNLV are the best two teams and or best three teams in this league the last two years on the women's side. So I don't think there's actually a ton of parity in the Mountain West women's side. I think there's some bad teams every year. I just think the Lobos have been one of the best teams in the regular season, just disappointed in the in the tournament every year.
3: and I'm not one to condemn a style of play, but um, you've seen, you, we've met Jeff. You know how big I am. You know how important yep. I think it is to play at the rim. You know how important I think it is to score baskets in the paint. And I think there's a formula where you you can win a lot of games with the three point basketball. You're not going to win them all, but in a tournament, you gotta have you gotta have a roster that can play inside and and protect the basket and do those things. And and just not necessarily are the Lady Lobos built that way right now.
6: Yeah, they they definitely are a three point happy team. Um, they. You you can compare exactly everything you just described to to the men's game right now. And Steve Alford said it in his post game today. He said we knew they had an advantage at the three point line, and and we were okay with that. We knew we had an advantage in the paint, and we thought our advantage would be better than their advantage. So, um, if you can recruit a roster with a ton of size, like coach, there's a reason coaches will still take that any day. Now they want shooters at all five positions, and I do think the Lobos have that on the women's side. Um, it's cliche, but the live-by-the-three, die-by-the-three saying kind of comes into play for the, for the Lobo women a little bit. And last night was certainly a die-by-the-three sort of night.
4: Lobos and Lady Lobos, fall in back-to-back days. Your basketball season's over. Their basketball season's over. Where do you divert your attention now? What's the next story? What are you, what are you covering next?
6: Well, so obviously, I mean, I wrote a game story today that I don't know if they've posted it on our website yet. Um, I have an online column tonight that I'll be writing. I'll be writing a season recap tomorrow and a New Mexico State preview for their WAC semifinal game for Friday. And then I'll be covering New Mexico State Aggies in the WAC tournament this weekend. So in the next week or two, I, I also have a story every day Be talking about Lobo recruits. I got a feature coming up with Jamal Mashburn Sr. and Eddie House senior and what they thought about their son's first season with the Lobos. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be pretty busy for about two weeks, and then I'll start taking some time off then. But the the, the busiest time of college basketball, obviously there's games coming up now with all the tournament. But, like, th- this is a new world of college basketball where the next two weeks are going to be full of players entering the transfer portal and the new players that want to become Lobos saying, you know, I'm, I'm transferring to UNM you'll see a lot of that in the next two weeks
3: so what i think i just heard is you need to sit down with me and van and we need to be on the comeback episode of talking grammar i think that's what i
6: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it could be man i i do need to first of all get that up and running again but uh yeah yeah it's, it's still busy time i can tell you that
3: jeff Grammar. you're the best in the business and you know what i, I did. st Patrick's Day coming up i mean we got to figure it out jeff we got to get together
6: <laughs> get a, get a, uh, a drink or two, maybe, huh?
3: That's how I feel. Jeff Grammer, the best in the business. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, so here's a fun impromptu one. Sarah Kylie, is still with us. I'm going to turn you back on real quick, Sarah. After the break, we're going to take Van's blood pressure on air. <laughs> so we took my blood, pressure, my blood pressure between the break, and we were like, boy, looking a little high, floating a little well, high. A little got a little, hot, bit, a little bit of stress. Yeah. And, and you said, well, if Fred has stress, because we're symbiotic, you will also have stress. By proxy, yes. So we're going to do that whenever we get back. Yep. Two minute on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, we're back on the program. We're at the Horn YMCA. And two segments ago, Sarah Kylie joined us. Sarah, you're with us now. Hi. Good. And during the, you were like, hey, Fred, we got this blood pressure program. It's actually a big deal. It helps a lot of people. And I was like, Cool. How can it really help a lot of people? You're like, no, Fred, it's just important to know. So you did my blood pressure during the break, and it was high. Yes. And you were like, Fred, you are the target audience here. And I was like, well, I got all the stress in my life. I I had excuses right away. And you were like, well, let's start fixing it. And then Van said, well, I probably have high blood pressure too. Look at me. So because Van is thirsty for attention, we're going to do his on air. Okay. Okay. So can you walk me through auditorially of what is going on?
1: Okay, so I'm going to put the blood pressure cuff on his arm. I'm going to just use the arm that's closest to me. But... When you are in the program, you want to check your blood pressure on the same arm every single time so you get a consistent reading. Oh,
3: like checking chlorine in a pool. Okay. Yes.
1: So the the tube kind of runs along the inside of the arm. I'm going to ask you to uncross your legs. Okay. Uncross your legs. Yep. And I want you to kind of sit comfortably with your back supported and your arm is resting on the table. Okay. Is and that then, a good spot
4: right there? Yeah. You could, could scoot in a
1: little bit more so that your arm's not kind of hanging there. Okay. All the and way then, Yeah. And then I'm going to go ahead and start it. I'm turning it away from you so you don't watch the numbers because that can elevate your blood pressure too. And then... How long does it take? uh, It takes... Like, I don't know. Would it take like Like less than a minute? Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't take very long. It doesn't take very long. Um, So a couple things to to remember. I know. You're not supposed to talk. (laughs) I will talk. You be quiet. So a few things that can affect your blood pressure... Um, a reading is if you have a full bladder, so you want to try and use the restroom before you go, okay. take your blood pressure. Um, caffeine and alcohol and nicotine and exercise. If you do any of those things in the 30 minutes prior to taking your blood pressure, that can affect your blood pressure. Obviously, stress affects your blood pressure as well.
3: What about What about like industry fake laughing at your co-host bad jokes like is that um
1: i'm not sure okay but you know if that causes you stress then probably
3: yeah i would say that that causes (laughs) me stress
1: yep okay so it's done so do you i'm normalish yeah you don't have to tell people what your your numbers are because that's protected information so you don't have to say violation Yeah. yeah okay i'm looking right at your numbers well, I'm covered by HIPAA, so I can't say it, but you're not it. covered by HIPAA. Okay. I'm at the
3: normal range. Yes.
1: Okay, yes. so what is a normal
3: range My for those that don't know? pulse is a tiny bit high.
1: So uh, 120 over 80. Okay. And below. So
3: you are normal adjacent right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's close as you get to normal.
1: Yeah.
4: Especially for me, who is quite abnormal on a lot of things.
3: Well, and to be fair, like things. To you're, be fair. Oh. Thank you. You were talking about things that affect it, like stress is up there. Yeah. And I know Van very well, and he is a disaster. Yes. So, My
4: stress is through the roof all the time. But here's the difference, yeah. Ed. I had a salad today. So I think I just balanced it all the way out completely. Yeah,
1: so stress, <laughs> you know, removing stress from your, your life, um, eating healthfully, exercise. Even though if you exercise right before you take your blood pressure, it will elevate it temporarily. But that's a good thing. And then, But if you do exercise regularly, um, you know, having your weight be in a healthy range is also important. Um, you know, so there's, there's lots of things that we can do to affect our blood pressure in a positive way to get it down so that, you know, we don't have to go on medication. We don't have to, you know, worry about the increased chance of stroke or, or heart disease or So heart attack,
3: Sarah, I don't check my blood pressure. This is hypothetical me, but also Mm -hmm. this is very true for me. So I don't check my blood pressure regularly. I don't, I don't, I don't know where I stand. What are some telltale signs for people that, that they could recognize where, Oh, something might be off with my insides.
1: There are no symptoms. Mm. There are no symptoms. You have to check your blood pressure. So every supermarket or a lot of them, they have um, a blood pressure machine in the corner, go by the, uh, the pharmacy and you know, while you're doing your shopping, go and stick your arm in the thing and check your blood pressure.
4: I know that was a, a testament to how good the childcare program here <laughs> is at the YMCA. The, the kid, kid didn't was wanna crying leave. when didn't he wanna was leave. leaving; he didn't want to leave the no. YMCA. <laughs> the That's a lovely compliment.
5: Well, and
3: that blood pressure machine at the Walmart or whatever—like I remember from like as a kid—and I was told not to touch it. Mm-hmm. Like, but you're saying it's a life-saving device.
1: It is. Yeah. Or you can purchase. uh, These are not that expensive. You can get them. They literally sell them at Walgreens, Walmart, Target. They're around 30 to $40. Um, You know, and it's a lot of times people only check their blood pressure when they're at the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're stressed at the doctor's office. So it's going to be elevated there. We call it the white coat effect where you just feel kind of anxious because you're at the doctor and, you know, you're like, is something wrong with me? And, and it's just not a comfortable situation. So that's where the blood pressure program is really great because we develop a relationship with the Healthy Heart Ambassador and the participant and we make it as comfortable as possible. We provide support. We provide, you know, just like a, you know, shoulder to cry in if you need that. Um, So we're really there to support to support people in their journey to be more healthy.
3: If a friend of the show uh, right now checks the blood pressure and it's high one time, no reason for alarm, right? But oh, if yeah. but if they check it regularly and it's regularly high, yeah. they connect with you and then you start them down the path yes. to to better health and better happiness. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love everything about that. Yep. Bane did I miss anything?
4: Yeah, it was kind of a pleasant experience. It wasn't that bad at all. It's like just like a little hug for my arm.
1: Yeah.
3: It's kind of sweet. And that's neat for you because there's not a lot of people that embrace you physically <laughs> in your life in a positive no. way, and it's good to feel that from others. It's the first hug I've had in weeks, and it was pretty pleasant. Well, and first one, all right, so your birthday, I know your mom was there, so you obviously you got a loving Skipped hug out there. a
4: lot of those. Wait, what?
3: What? But then there was, at least from as long as, I, there, probably months, probably months without a, a sincere physical embrace from another human being.
4: And they they both been my mother.
3: And you have terrible dogs, which is also a downgrade. Oh, does that count as a hug? No, because I hug them. Yes,
1: I think it counts.
4: What? Then yes, I've got one. Sarah. Fur
1: babies count.
4: What did you call it?
1: A fur baby. So fur I, w- baby. I would
3: swipe left on you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm married, so I wouldn't be on that. But yeah, I have three cats, so I'm I'm definitely a crazy cat lady.
4: Up, oh, hit the over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two uh, two and a half is the over under on that.
3: For cats? Yeah. Uh, Anyone that identifies as cat mom, swipe left. (laughs) I'm a cat mom to three fur babies. Yeah. Like, first and foremost, dog mom. Like, what? Why is that first in fur, F U R, most? (laughs) I like. I
1: hate everything about you. I don't like. The, I don't like the 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 puns, the bad spelling, the misspelling when it comes to like cat. <laughs> like that's a meowsing. Like no. Yeah. Stop it. If stop someone on. says yeah. that to me, I say let me press
3: pause.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah. Got you. Bad.
3: Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you, Van. Thank you. I'm surprised you're regular. <laughs> a lot of things in my life are very regular. Thank you, Dionysus. My looks, okay. my intelligence.
4: My talent at doing this, height, weight. So did not surprise me that much. Blood pressure. Blood pressure. It was regular adjacent. And two
3: points off one way for the other. I mean, we didn't make an announcement. I don't know what you're doing here. You're trying to blow it out of the water. You're trying to go scene. Wrapping this thing up, whenever we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're having such a good day at the YMCA. And I think you kind of skimmed on the partners, the friends of the show. Thinking of John Lopez real estate and Coldwell Bank of Legacy. They sponsor the mobile studio. John hasn't been able to join us recently. By the way, I'm so busy. He's so busy. Like I love his segments. And I like, I don't know what John wanted me to put out there of his personal business, but like you check his, so he's like, he's low key, like dad of the year. Like John is killing it. Like he's at the gym every day with his kids. Like they're, he's I know he's about to go on like a little get out of town kind of thing. Like yeah. he's just the coolest dude. Anyways, thank you, John Lopez. thinking you, Chisholm Trail RV. You got a big event this week with Aaron Chisholm. You're going to the Hispano Chamber of Commerce Black Tie event this Saturday. That's correct. That'll be good. Yeah. He's gonna laugh it up a lot there. We're hanging out with Electric Playoffs Friday night. They're a partner of the show. We like them a lot. And obviously Thursday we're gonna be at O'Neill's, so come hang out with your boys. Come, hang out with you boys you got hey, you gotta start
4: warming up now for St Patrick's Day next week, so join us Thursday, get your Irish on, get your sea legs because we're going hard the week after too.
3: There you go, okay, boys. if I tell you're in on this one because you gave it to us during the break today's i nine varsity is the i nine varsity of sports teams that raise your blood pressure. That's because me and Van had our blood pressure check today. I was high. Van was regular. I9sports.com. League Office 280 and I9sports.com. Call the office 505-312-4999. Get your kids starting in some youth athletics. All right, Van. What is a sports team that raises your blood pressure? How about a whole friggin' league? Yeah, that's how I feel.
4: Major League Baseball. They are doing their best to throw dirt on the player's name, and luckily I'm able to read between the lines. But this lockout has been a master class in public relations, and the MLB is winning this thing in public perception.
3: So the MLB raises my blood pressure. Michael, what team raises your blood pressure?
5: My Green Bay Packers and the ongoing saga of Aaron Rodgers. Even though he said he signed a new deal with Green Bay, he also said uh, people don't understand the whole thing of how this contract works, but I am coming back to Green Bay. So it's ongoing drama with him, and it raises my blood pressure. Yeah, I
4: think any time Aaron Rodgers speaks in public or has anything to say in public, I'm just holding my breath. And I think holding your breath is bad for your blood pressure. <laughs>
3: There's something to me about like getting, like getting investing in your fandom so much that like something outside of your control affects you. I don't necessarily think I have a team that hits me that way. I don't think I have that. Uh-huh. But what I do have... Because well, you're a
4: hardcore St. Louis Cardinals fan, and they've had nothing but success your whole friggin' life. That's a
3: good point. That's an excellent point. But using my WWE fandom as an example... There's nothing more frustrating to me than when WWE does, like, back-to-back shows in Texas. Like, they do, like, a Monday Night Raw and then, like, a Friday Night SmackDown. And then come next Monday, they're in Phoenix. And it's like, what are you doing, WWE? You could have stopped right here in Albuquerque. Yeah. Like, we could have had yeah. this show. Like, why are you why are you doing this to my blood pressure, WWE? So I'm going to put WWE on my list of sports that that raise my blood pressure. The, I,
4: the last time they were here, it was better than a – Oh, wait, I forgot the road show. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, yeah. A it was a house show. House show. It yeah. was way better than
3: a house show last time they were here. They had all the big dogs. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah, and we laughed. And we cried, and there was a roller coaster of emotion, and I got to woo. Hopefully they bring their A game next time, too. I would just like to see a TV broadcast. You know what, for real, the for real of it is? They don't do TV here because of New Mexico um, State Athletic Commission. So the Athletic Commission here is so barbaric that they charge for TV revenue. So that's why we don't have like UFC that broadcasts over TV here. That's why we don't have boxing over TV here. That's why Pro Wrestling doesn't do like Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, uh, Wednesday Dynamite if it's AEW. Because the state is so greedy at the Athletic Commission that they rake from your TV revenues, which should have nothing to do with the state of New Mexico.
4: This sounds like the words of a man who should be on the state athletic commission. I
3: have made more than one effort to be on the state <laughs> athletic commission, and the day should come because I rue the existence of any organization that inhibits, like its community, from being successful. Like what? What is the take from that? What do you like? What do you? I'm being serious right now. Like if you're the state, I know we're on a varsity. I'm sorry, boys, but if you're the state athletic commission, and you're like, hey, I need, I need a rake of the gate. I have special fees you have to pay just to exist. Mm-hmm. And then the money that you bring in that I have no association with, I want a percent of that too. Like how is that fair to boxing promoters? That's why like all the best boxing and UFC events are on reservation land here. Because they don't have to adhere to the State Athletic Commission. So whenever you go down to Rio Doso or you go to wherever for like a like a combat event, cool. Because the only one in the five years I've been here was the big UFC one that was out at Rio Rancho, which, by the way, was the biggest rake at the gate ever for the Rio Rancho Event Center, and I know what the number is. I'm not going to put it out there, Uh but I'm telling you, it was the biggest grossing event in the history of it. And for some reason, the state's like, "Give us a cut." What? Why? For why? What'd you do? You didn't do anything. What'd you do for these people? Yeah. Like, why don't you help the? Why don't you do this? Why don't we sell beer? Why don't we sell parking? Why don't we sell merchandise? Why don't you, State of New Mexico Athletic Commission, do anything that helps? Give guys a reason to sign contracts here. Why am I on this kick right now? I low-key hate the Athletic Association. Well, you're, cor- you're correct.
4: It's okay to be that passionate. It's okay to be that upset. Hey, here's my blood you're pressure. correct.
8: <laughs> Straight through the roof. Sarah, rope.
4: can you come back and <laughs> test Fred again after that rant? All right, Van. Anything we missed today? Oh, man, we missed a lot, but anything we did miss, you can check out on the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Michael,
3: thought it was a good program?
5: Excellent, as always.
3: Van, final words? See you tomorrow, Borke. Good job, everyone. GG.
4: Peace out.